This is the Manga Mavericks podcast from allcomic.com, episode 53. We are a podcast not only dedicated to talking about manga as a medium, but as an industry. I'm Colton, and oh boy, this episode is a little later than I wanted it to be, but you know what? It's out now, and that's all that matters. Um, just in case you guys uh, may not know or forgot, or I don't even know if we've talked about it on the show yet, uh, but we actually recorded an episode of the show that... Uh, we were originally going to release as sort of a kind of special episode uh, covering Sleepy Princess and the Demon's Castle, uh, specifically Volume 1, released from Viz Media just recently, a uh, Shonen Sunday title that has been picked up in English. And so, yeah, we figured it'd be a good opportunity to uh, bring on both Maxi Bernard and uh, Bomber D. Rufi, otherwise known as Kiroban on Twitter, uh, your local Sunday guy. Uh, to come on and talk about it. Um, and so, I mean, you know, that was the plan, but, uh, you know, it, it feels like every time we bring Bomber on, you know, like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing or anything, but like, you know, the guy can't help himself. He loves Sunday so much that I think we go off topic at least like 15 times while talking about Sleepy Princess in particular. So uh, the discussion is maybe just a little out of focus, but I, I think it still turned out pretty good. And I, I still had fun, uh, contrary to what uh, Sid and V-Lord think. <laughs> but um, yeah, so there's that. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, just one little thing before we head into the episode. Um, unfortunately, um, Sid's audio is a little quiet. Um, at first I thought maybe his, uh, his mic maybe blew out or something, but, um, the more I listened to the episode while I was editing it, um, cause V-Lord's a part of the conversation too, and, um, he talks a lot louder than Sid, so I'm going to assume Sid was just too far away from the mic, cause... Obviously, him and V-Lord had to share a mic. Um, so I think that might have been it. I don't know. But regardless, um, Sid's a little quiet throughout most of the episode. Uh, so his audio might be a little hard to understand at some points. And so I do want to just be upfront about that and apologize for that. Uh, hopefully, his audio won't be like that in the future. Um but uh, yeah, I just thought I'd put that out there. And uh, so, yeah, I don't really think there's anything else to discuss at the moment. So um, I think we should just get on right to the show. So um, enjoy our review of Sleepy Princess in the Demon Castle, a.k.a. The State of Shonen Sunday Part 2. I have crinkles, I have creases, 
I'm all frazzled and rustled up. Ah, why don't you let me see you on the floor? Why was I not in bed? How much did you have to drink last night? <laughs> I don't drink. This is why I don't drink. Why? There, there are 11 people there. Why did we all drink? Why did we all yell? Screaming up all night. Doing weird things. Watching Fist and North Star. Eating junk food! Doing midnight runs to Taco Bell! Why? 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 Uh, when did I go to sleep? When did you go to sleep? Like, 4 a.m.? <laughs> no, because I, I, I know for a fact I went to sleep at 4.30. Okay, I went to sleep at like 5.30. My memories went back again. So you went to sleep. Because you stayed up. You stayed up for some reason. I, I was You and Zomniac. Yeah, I, I don't know. It wasn't that hard. I don't understand. I don't understand why. I don't understand why. Whenever we have these parties, you stay up so late. Uh, these wee parties are the death of me, man. They are the death of me. I, I stayed up too late. I woke up too late. Now, I don't know where I am. I'm groggy. You know, I need some advice. I need some tips to help me find a better sleep. You know, to, tips to, like, you know, do-it-yourself tips to, like, make a better bed, better bedding sheets, all that kind of stuff, you know? Uh, if only there was a manga that could teach me that. But, like, not, not like, a realistic manga. Maybe, like, a fantasy manga. Like, in case I ever somehow get transported to a magical world, because with the way I'm living my lifestyle, I'm clearly gonna die one day and be reincarnated in another world. So, when that happens, I need a manga of sleeping advice tips, do-it-yourself sleeping advice tips that I can read for when I'm in that fantasy world. I'm trapped in a dungeon, and I need to make bedding or whatever out of ghosts sheets or whatever so what manga can i read me lord what manga will teach me those valuable do-it-yourself life skills about sleeping i i, I just don't know maybe we should ask our sunday expert bomber what you were here the whole time how long have you been here have you been listening to me sleep <laughs> do you uh... have a camera in my room <laughs> are you watching me <laughs> Well, I mean, I wanted to say something, but you, you just, you were going on for a while, so I figured I'd just kind of wait and let things kind of calm down on their own. But actually, I have the manga for you, and it's it's a little bit, you, you had some very specific parameters there, but this manga has meets all of them, except except you might you might have to wear a dress. I hope that's okay. I am perfectly okay with that. Good. All right. So this manga that I have here and, you know, get your dress ready. It's called Sleepy Princess in the Demon's Castle. I love it. I would love to sleep like a princess. Then this is the manga for you. Excellent. Tell me more about this. Tell me more about Sleepy Princess in the Demon's Castle. So um, if you happen to, just in case this happens to you, and you end up being in the Demon Lord's castle in Japan, they, they call it a little something different. Call it, they call it Maojo Day, Oyasumi. Same, same diff, you know, but there they actually mention it's a Demon Lord's castle, not a Demon's castle, but same diff, same diff. And uh, the artist, uh, Kagiji Kumano, Kumano Mata, which is a very interesting name because it's... The last name basically means Bear's Crotch. <laughs> so, which I, I, I'm assuming 
that I and unfortunately in the um the the Japanese edition they don't include the author's note, but I see they do an English one. And uh I guess the author, which we don't know their gender, but they say that their name is derived from well a bear's from hugging a bear's crotch, I believe. <laughs> So, so I, I, I'm pretty, that's obviously a pseudonym because it's like that mouth name is really a mouthful. <laughs> and the manga has been running since about two, 2015, I believe. So we, we've got plenty of sleep tips. It actually started, and I really should have had this open, but it actually started, I believe, and if anybody can correct me, I'm open to that when shonen sunday had i think 50 serials to celebrate 50 years something like that all of them really died <laughs> but <laughs> um <laughs> so it was yeah all of them basically failed except sleepy princess and you know my boy psych they were the only two to really survive that onslaught and the uh, the author of uh, Ashita no Joe actually gave the author uh, Kuma no Mata his thumbs up, saying that you know he was like I always saw that this author had potential, and that was around the time the first volume of this was released in Japan. So he actually gave his sign off on this manga. He was like he always thought Kuma no Mata had lots of skill, and to see them make it make it in the magazine like Sunday, you know, he was like really proud of them. So that's something I found out recently, too. Excellent. Before we dig into the plot of this series, though, it sounds like it is quite a daunting thing that will take more than the three of us to discuss. So we need a party of five, just like you would have in a hero's party and a JRPG, like a Dragon Quest or what have you. But where can we find two other people to join us in talking about Sleepy Princess? If only they would magically appear as if they were here the whole time. Uh, I mean, you you know I'm always here. Like, I, I have nothing going on. <laughs> Colton, Wheelord did not kill you for some reason yet again in a running gag that has been going on for two years. I don't know how I keep missing his vital organs. You're just so bad at this assassination thing. Why don't you read Assassination Classroom? I you did. should listen to our last episode. <laughs> That'll teach you some good advice. Very well. Or, actually, better yet, you should read more Gogo 13. I hear he's pretty good. Yeah, I own all of those volumes of the Visuals, and I've never touched them. <laughs> They're literally in the shrink wrap. We also have the anime, too. Yeah, we own the anime, too. <laughs> I mean, look, v buddy, I, like... I hate to admit it, but, like, you're a really shitty shot. I think you really could use some pointers. <laughs> yeah, Duke Togo will show me how it's done. Yeah, better learn from the best. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm not dead, thankfully, so that's good. Well, that makes four, but who will be our fifth member? I guess we're going to have to make calls. We're going to have to go door to door and pick up party members on the way and see who will turn out to be our fifth member. Dear listener... It is I, your most spoony of bards, Maxi B. <laughs> I have come here to introduce you to the introduction to our episode about Sleepy Princess in the Demon Castle. With an excellent bit provided by Sid, V-Lord, Bomber, and Colton. And I, your humble narrator, the person who's been trying to work out what the hell is going on. <laughs> <laughs> Over this short period now. Clap now. Clapping must cease. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and with that, uh, our party of five is formed. What the hell just happened? <laughs> yes, now we are fully prepared to enter the demon castle and talk about its sleepy princess. Oh, a bit, a bit of Aretta. It actually started in 2016. Sorry, <laughs> I, just, I, just, I actually, I just, just like got to the got to Japanese wiki. Yeah, it started in 2016. Yeah, I, I don't know why I didn't bring it up because I've literally got the the credits page for the Viz edition open on my phone to look at here, and like it says copyright 2016, and I was just like, no, I'll, I'll let them keep talking. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you should. I. I am by no means an expert on Sunday. I know I have that reputation on the internet, but I literally just started really getting. So into you're a it. giant fraud. I am a fraud. Phony. Phony. <laughs> I am oh, a fraud. I laughing now. But yeah, it's actually 2016. I mean, God, it, who are you? I don't even know you anymore. I'm so disillusioned. What happened to the Sunday hipster we loved? <laughs> <laughs> Everything Whoa. else is right, though. It did start around that 50 serialization thing, but it was just 2016 and not 2015. So this is kind of a big deal in terms of a license, because this is the first new Shonen Sunday license that Wiz Media has picked up in quite a long time. I think the first since Magi back in 2013, I would say? Yeah. yeah, that sounds accurate. So not only is this a newer series that only debuted about two years ago, but this is like the first new Shonen Sunday license Wiz has picked up in five years, pretty much. Which is kind of sad to me as someone who really likes a lot of Shonen Sunday stuff and would like to see more of them localized, but you know, at least this is a start. I mean, it, if anything, this is this is secretly the year of Sunday for the West in the most depressing way, which is to say we've got Silver Spoon licensed and releasing, we've got Sleepy Princess licensed and releasing, and I don't know, I guess the major second anime is on too. That's three things. That's far more things than anyone would ever have expected. And that's depressing. Yeah, no, it's it's really kind of sad. And, you know, as much as I love to be like Rage Against the Machine against all the companies, it's like... <laughs> I kind of understand it. Sunday's very you, you look at you look at it in comparison to Jump, but Jump's very safe. You know, most times you you, you license a Jump series and most people know about it. It's gonna get if it doesn't have an anime, it's probably gonna get one. And you know, you want to and if you're gonna put resources towards marketing and getting somebody to translate it, then you you want to go with something that you're sure that people are going to get. So I mean, I am kind of surprised they went with um sleepy princess over like komi though that or i mean like well megumi is kind of more of a thing i guess seven c's would get uh, i mean i hope it is because i keep putting it in their surveys <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i i could see them picking that up but I, i'm really surprised viz hasn't picked up komi which a, lot, a couple of people i've talked to have made it sound like oh well and you know history kind of also agrees with this that usually when the uh, manga's picked up, it's because an anime's in the works. So I, I'm not sure Viz knows something we don't. <laughs> but, I mean... I mean, I, I hope they do. And for that reason as well, I'm fairly sure Komi-san will be licensed at some point, because if that doesn't get an anime in, like, the next year, I'll be shocked. Didn't the domain for it already get, like, registered? Like, some sort of Komi-san domain? 
It it did actually. It did, but it was like a month ago though. So usually when they um you know they do the domain registry, it's like maybe a few weeks before the announcement comes along. But Comey's been there for an entire month, so it's like and reading Sunday, there hasn't been any kind of indication that oh, big announcement coming soon. So I don't know what the deal is with that. And and again, I can understand what position Shogakukan is in because for whatever reason. The last few years that they've had anything animated, they haven't really made any kind of impact. So it's like, I can imagine any, they are probably, maybe they are pushing for animated adaptions of their stuff, but it's like, st- uh, one thing that a lot of people don't understand is like, it's not just uh, a a publisher can't just say, hey, you there, animate this, and they'll do it. It has to be kind of a agreement between several parties that an anime is going to happen. And if the if the studio, the publisher, the uh, and other sponsors aren't willing to put the money in, then even if Shogakukan wants an anime, which I'm sure they do, it's not going to happen. So, yeah, but I mean, in less depressing news, I am happy to see something from. I remember when they announced Sleepy Princess, I was really excited because it's like something from Sunday finally. <laughs> They've acknowledged this mag- poor little magazine that's trying so hard <laughs> i mean and as choices they could have made like cp princess i don't know if you'll necessarily go with me as bomber as the other person reading sunday every week but it's the most like reliably good week on week out of so many of the series in sunday no like, i it, i agree with that. it doesn't really have bad chapters i i can't think of a chapter i've read and kind of gone like eh, at the end of it you know yeah no i i, I can agree with that I, I for the for the most part it's very it's it's again a safe option. There's nothing, you know. Uh, there's no nothing inherently. I don't want to say offensive, but there's nothing. It's just very. It's very kind of cute manga and everything like that. But it also has a kind of uh, not. I wouldn't say a wicked sense of humor, but it has a good sense of humor. And and it's and the illustrations are and the art is really nice and everything. I, I always adore looking at the covers whenever they come out. But um. It, it's a very it's a very safe series, I think, and I, I think that the and the characters are all very very good and very funny too. Like, I agree with Maxi. Yeah, it, it is a very very safe series to pick up. If anything from Sunday, I, I can't see anyone. I mean, granted, of course, everybody's mileage is different, but I can't see anyone being outright like, ah, this thing. I hate this thing. It's you know, it, it's just the kind of thing that it's like, oh, okay, it's just a pleasant read. There we go. Yeah, I think that's the thing. It, it's too pleasant to be hated. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like as as a flavor read, if if people are on the fence about it and curious to trying it, I think something that works really well as, as a comparison to it would be the most recent Magical Circle Guru Guru anime. Uh, yes, which, they're, yeah. they're not really the same sort of things, but they both do a, a fancy story held together by RPG traits in, and comedies, and it I. I can't help but feel that a combination of that anime having its fans when it was uh, licensed by Crunchyroll and other like fantasy series with comedy elements, usually like isekai series, uh, finding success have, have kind of been the things that have helped lead to Sleepy Princess being worth the shot for Sunday. That's I, yeah, that's something that I was thinking is that you know perhaps because the isekai genre is so popular and these kind of fantasy like video game esque worlds are very popular among like popular titles over here that maybe that was a motivating factor on why Wiz looked at Sleepy Princess and said, you know, this has a really cool twist on that. 
that could be really appealing to audiences who like that genre. It's like it's it's less um, ordinary person pulled through into a fancy world and more uh, princess pulled through to a different principality. But you know the the, the concept isn't entirely dissimilar and. In, in a cynical way, you have to think that they would have just glanced at it and gone like, oh, yeah, it's close enough. But also, <laughs> it's got enough stuff going on with its own merits that I can totally see with the current people they have who handle things like uh, acquisitions and like going out searching for series like uh, Chris Butcher and such. Is it Chris Butcher? I don't know. Chris Butcher and such. Um, like I, I feel like it would have stood out to them looking for the series. It has so many things of its own merits beyond what it's similar to. Yeah, I agree. It's it's definitely a series that's like, it does, it kind of leans into certain tropes, but then does its own thing with them. Like, uh, I mean, the whole princess in the castle thing and everything like that. I mean, there's nobody that doesn't know that, you know, going in. But it, I think it does add its own flavor to it by, you know, it's not really visible in this first volume, although it, it, you see it in Shades. But definitely it's the princess who's the one that's running the show. Yeah, I mean, the twist is that the princess is more of a monster than the monsters. They're all <laughs> afraid of her because she's running around and killing ghost blanket creatures <laughs> just for bed sheets, And she's merciless about it. Yeah, she's just like, and it's funny because she's not, she's not really malicious per se. She just really wants to sleep. <laughs> And they just happen to be in the way of that. I mean, definitely in the later chapters, as I've been doing with the Shonen Sunday blog, she's actually really good at magic, too. So it's just that. I mean, at the end of the, at the chapter at the end of this first volume, like, she basically escaped the castle all on her own, and she got, like, this incredibly powerful sword of light, and she could have, like, escaped the castle right then, but she just got the sword just to have, like, basically a light to wake her up the next morning to mimic sunlight. Like, she's so single-minded. She could escape this castle and go back home anytime she wanted, but she, all she can think about and all she cares about is how can I have a better night's sleep? Well, and the bizarre thing is, is that the way it's framed is the the demon king and everyone else who have kidnapped her. They're they're playing the game. They know they're the villains that the hero's coming for. They're setting him up to like come in and do the whole rescue. Like it's very much they they know their role in in a fantasy video game storyline. You know, like they have to leave out the artifacts to get retrieved. Yeah, they're kind of punch clock villains. Like, they're playing a. They, this is their job, and they're just doing their job. But because of the way that she keeps getting involved with everything, it totally upends that. Like, she keeps taking artifacts that they were going to, like, put out for the hero to gain to make it easier for him to win. And, like, say, taking one that blasts out air so she can use it to have, like, an air bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's what makes this, this series so. So much fun because, like, I I think it was last week's Sunday chapter. Even I mean, just a, a little bit of a spoiler, but I don't even think it's a spoiler because we already know. That's the other thing I like about the series is it takes the back his it takes the press his um premise and just plays within the way that I don't even have to. We already know what the story's about, and it just builds upon that. So for me saying like the last chapter, like it was implied that the hero gave up, and the monsters are like they're all terrified at this. Like, holy crap, that means she's 
gonna be here forever <laughs> and, and they're all they're all scared they're like trying to find ways to like motivate the hero to like come back and so they're you know or or if but barring that maybe get her to go home <laughs> so they're all doing this and they're they're basically waiting on her hand and foot <laughs> to get her to go home and then the demon king's like no, no, don't, don't do that. This is the kind of, I mean, like, and then it's like he, I guess he has like a monitors on the hero, and the hero's kind of like, I mean, the beginning of the chapter is basically the hero, the, the what if it's like, somebody poses a question to the hero, what if the princess doesn't want to come back? And the hero's like, huh, I didn't really think about that. And so it's implied that maybe he'll just give up on her, and then so the whole chapter, they're waiting on her hand or foot, so she might leave, and then the demon king's like, no, she's our hostage, we can't do that. Besides, and then like, well, then he has like a monitor on the hero talking to another hero and the other hero's like so what would you do if she doesn't want to come back he's like uh, well she's a princess I'm a hero I have to just I'll drag her back if I have to that's the kind of hero we're dealing with we have nothing to worry about that idiot's gonna come here whether he, if she likes it or not and then that's how the chapter ends and I just love that it's like like the whole chapter is just this idea of them actually being caught between her being there as their hostage and them her wanting her just to leave because she's just so much of a nuisance. <laughs> and I, that's kind of a great thing about it as well is um, everything happens to get wrapped up in, in a chapter and the chapters are super short. It's not the tiniest gag series in the world. Like it's not doing things in a couple of pages, but it makes a point of getting in and out and leaving a lasting impact for future chapters. And sometimes there's a proper arc. But for the most part, it's just like, hey, we've got this great idea for a joke premise for one chapter, going to land it, make the joke fly, and then just turn it on its head to finish out, which is, I, I love it so much. And it's, I, I came into the series somewhere in the middle because I, I literally came into it because of Bomber's blog and because I was like, hey, I can buy Sunday on eBook Japan, why not? But like coming to it at the start and seeing how much of that is like really incremental, like let's have a, a gag chapter where she learns magic from the one forbidden book or whatever, like, and then that carries forward from there to later chapters, a point where it's still relevant now in a very minor way, like, because it's just one of it's useful for a gag later on. Nothing is wasted in a series like this. Yeah, and definitely another thing with, it's kind of like endemic of Sunday as a whole right now. I mean, definitely not at the time this series was running, but there's a lot of short series in the magazine now. And recently, it seems like they're kind of letting the authors decide how long a chapter will be. Because there are several series in Sunday right now that run like 12 or 14 pages. The typical Sunday chapter is usually about 18. So, uh, and now when I'm doing the blog, I'm seeing like maybe one or two series that are actually still doing 18 pages a chapter. So, I mean, like, Psych, Psych, for example, does regularly does like 20 to 22. <laughs> and I'm assuming that's probably because the way that uh, well, Psych runs, it runs similarly to Hunter Hunter, except more frequently, which is that Fukuchi will run a volume and then take a break. Usually it's about a month or two, then it'll come back. So, but now it seems like, like a new series that just started on Sunday, Mimesis, runs about 12, chap 12 pages per chapter. So, and if you look at the art for that series, it's insane. So I kind of understand why the artist probably, he, if he had to do an 18-page series every week, he probably couldn't last. <laughs> but I think that's an interesting strategy. Like, 
you reduce the page count of each individual series, that way you can have more series in the magazine, but you also reduce the workload of an artist per week, which is, you know, helps it be a little bit healthier. Yeah, yeah, it it definitely seems like Sunday is doing like, and it's not like I, and it's not a thing where it's uniform. Like I said, it's some people they'll stick to eighteen. That's fine. I've seen some weeks, some chapters where it'll be like several weeks of sixteen, and they'll jump to eighteen. It, again, it just seems to whatever serves the plot for that week, that's what they go with. And I, and I guess probably Shogakukan's trying to do this to be more open to new people coming because like they're like, hey, you know, we'll we'll let you do what you want, just you know. Come join. Hey, come check us out. We're we're not really stringent on page counts or whatever. As long as you're able to produce, that's fine. So don't run away to Kodansha like Otaka. <laughs> there seems to be a thing across the board they're doing as well because it's not just like like a. a I, I have to feel having that level of flexibility is part of why Norihiro Yagi's uh, moved over there with Ariadne. Um, but also you have in their other magazines they do, uh, the Superior has Gigant, which, I mean, that's a big get. They've got Hororoku, and I feel like a big part of that was having the flexibility of going, like, just just do what you want. And it's it's actually kind of worked out for them in a, I, I want to say in a surprising way, but it's also one of the most popular manga authors in Japan right now. So, mm. or, um, or on Webry, they got uh, Masakazu Oi, who does series for just about everyone. And they've managed to go and say, do nine pages a month for us. And it, it like it gets pretty good views on Webry, and that's fantastic. So like they, they've they've learned a lot about how to court people, even if they do occasionally lose a big name. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because a lot of the I mean I know we're really getting off the subject here, but that's something I just wanted to point out about Webry is what's interesting is it seems like it has more hit manga than the main magazine <laughs> so yeah there, there is a little bit of that but like Hannah Nirashi is like a, a, a pretty sizable success for them like doing a doing a shonen yuri manga online has like become one of the biggest hits they've had like in a good while <laughs> yeah they, and I mean um uh Shinigami Bolchan and uh, Kuroi made that's been that was such a big hit that they ran it for eight weeks <laughs> in the regular magazine and um then of course one of the bigger ones was uh Jinmen Jinmen like the main magazine is always advertising that one I I was thinking at some point they might move it <laughs> but I've seen like Japanese celebrities uh, and models and stuff tweeting out that they read Jinmen which is kind of wild and crazy <laughs> yeah I, I feel like if they just brought it to weekly sunday it probably would really help it but maybe they want to keep it on webry to keep the, the profile uh, yeah, yeah i, I the, think it's their flagship really like if, if they if they put it'd be like with world's end harem and jump plus if you take away the biggest series there's a bit of a risk to the rest of the website will flounder yeah yeah uh, and at, th- at this point, I feel like I have to apologize to the other three people in the room as us two just go, like, real yeah, inside yeah, yeah. baseball. <laughs> yeah, on yeah, I know the most about, the, like, all the background that's going on with Shogakugan and, like, what Sunday's been doing. So I'm just sitting here, like, really entranced and trying to learn as much as I can. Yeah, we'll same, same here. here. Yeah, clearly, we need to just have a Sunday like roundtable at some point. <laughs> I, I just, I think that'd be a great idea. It just, there's just, so much to teach uh, you guys. Yeah, there's so much to talk about when it comes to Shogakukan. Like, 
uh, and I hate that uh, we could have a whole like we could have a whole podcast just on Shogaku Khan. <laughs> well, even just individual series from there, there's a lot you can say just about how they publish them. Like having the like, I could probably sit down and talk about fifteen twenty minutes at least just on how the ninth wave will never end simply, be, <laughs> simply because the author had one hit series with them and. Don't get me wrong, like, the Ninth Wave, it sells enough copies to probably be profitable for them, but in any other magazine with any other publisher, they would just kind of look at the artist go and say, well, your star's fallen, and turf them out. But here we are, like, over a year later, and it's like, yeah, we're just going to keep this truck moving. Yeah, no, and and I remember in the preview of the last one, they were talking about sitting a new arc. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> like, it's, that, it's just like... My mind. I remember reading some editor said that it's actually profitable for them to keep series that aren't doing well, which I can get that on a level, but it's interesting that, like, the ninth way is just kind of... And then, of course, like I said, I going back to my... I mean, Fukuchi's my favorite artist, and so going back to him, after... After him sort of, I mean, fizzling out twice, like, he fizzled out for the Ueki Plus for, like, a year and a half, and then it happened again with the Nagel Mole. I feel like any other, like, any other publisher would be like, dude, uh, we we can't work with you. It's it's clear he, uh, that we can't work with you. Didn't he do like a table tennis series that flopped as well? I don't know if it flopped. It felt like it had a natural ending. Takoku that was in, but that was in monthly Shonen Sunday. Ah, see, I'm I'm learning because I keep forgetting to buy it. Yeah, monthly Shonen that ran as monthly Shonen Sunday, and it seemed like it did pretty well because there would there would be times where they run like two or three chapters a month. <laughs> so I I remember that because I translated it for a while before getting monthly Sunday got really difficult. But yeah, the, it 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 actually had a one shot in weekly Sunday. Then when they rebranded monthly Sunday, they brought Fukuchi back in probably as a veteran. So and he did that, and it ran for like I think seven volumes. I, I should really had that open in front of me yeah in like in as a monthly series i have now realized that's actually pretty decent innings <laughs> I, I always thought it was weekly i was just like oh year and dead yeah it 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 was a monthly it actually ran a monthly so and i remember for a time like when it started they were running like two chapters a month sometimes so i i feel like maybe that's their way of saying that they're you know they had confidence in it and yeah, six volumes, six volumes. I got my iPhone open in front of me now. So it ran six volumes. And again, I like that. Again, with Psych, they brought that in and now it runs a volume, gives Fukuchi time to relax and, you know, get more time out and then runs another volume. So I really think that Shogakukan is kind of, I, I think that probably their position of being the underdog gives them a little bit more freedom to do things like that then. I mean, I get, as Maxi said, it's it seems to be a thing that's working all around probably because of online manga now. So I can imagine that some authors look at the online stuff and like, they get so much freedom. How about, you know, the magazine versions? So I, I, could, I, could, I could imagine them kind of saying, you know, if we can get whatever page count we want online, you know, we could, the magazine could also do, the physical stuff should be able to do that as well. That's great. So, like, each author can have a page limit to their series that they feel comfortable with. Yeah, because the Mimesis author, Takia Yagu, actually said on his first, uh, they have a thing on Shonen Sunday site where each author has like a diary that they can talk about stuff. And he said, he flat out admitted, I'm very slow at drawing and very slow at plotting. So I guess they looked at that and maybe that's why they give him 12 pages, you know, per chapter. And in opposed to, I mean, like, for example, Yellow Yellow uh, Tanabe for, of Kikaishi and Birdman, I don't know this officially, 
But you know, Birdman ran weekly for a while, then it switched to monthly. So I don't know if that was something that they asked her, you know, they if she requested it and they said, you know, she's a very popular artist, so... Tanabe was getting pretty good treatment anyway, because like, uh, Laughter at the End of the World was allowed to run as like a, a short one-volume series in between works. Yeah. So like, I mean, but then Tanabe's also kind of one of the, the, the big names of modern Sunday. I mean, really Sunday long-term. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she did Kakashi. Yeah, Kakashi yeah, ran Kakashi for like was a pretty big volumes. series. Yeah, Kakashi was a big deal. I really wish the anime had been treated better. But that wasn't Sogaku-kan's fault, really, as much as it was Yorimori TV. <laughs> <laughs> I could go on about that, but I won't. <laughs> but Yeah, I think the flexibility that Sunday allows its authors helps each author, like, make the series as high quality as possible. Because, like, if they need... Because, like, especially for short-form got comedy manga like sleepy princess if they had to each week have a series that needed to run like a certain amount of pages that was longer than they would be comfortable with and that could hurt the quality of the series it could like extend chapters with more material than they might need but by allowing the authors to choose like what would be appropriate an appropriate page count for the series an appropriate like release schedule for their series i think that helps them like stick to their strengths and like make each series you know as high quality as they can make it so i think that's a very good strategy and it's, it's definitely really helpful on the artist it's, it does good by them oh yeah yeah definitely it's probably one of the reasons why i mean i don't disparage any artists and this is my last thing before we should get back to the topic but i don't disparage any artists but i definitely think that's probably why sunday has such high quality art because i feel like authors are given a lot of you know leeway into what they feel comfortable doing because like you know sleepy princess has for a comedy manga the artwork is very very like very pretty <laughs> for yeah, uh, i mean the color spreads that kumano mata does are just beautiful that's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah, they're very and every like like I said earlier, I love looking at the volume covers. They they're very 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 pretty to look at. I mean, and you have other series in Sunday like Mary Grave. Like I just look at Yamaji's work and like, how can you do this <laughs> and not and just not implode? Because <laughs> even the uh, the less good looking series like uh, like Switch still have like a, a sort of charm to how they're crafted. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Really kind of saw, or Zeno, like I mean, we're we're both fans of uh, of Detective Zeno, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like, and and that it's an ugly ass series, but <laughs> that in its own way is kind of what's great about it because it fits the tone so well. It's like it's what I'd expect from a grisly detective series. Exactly, I was just about to say it's perfect for a gritty detective, and it and it dis- it distinct it gives itself a distinctive kind of look from the other more popular detective series in the magazine. <laughs> So, uh, so kind of important to do now that there's like two or three doses of Conan in any given issue. Yeah, it's it's like definitely like no, and to look at Zeno like that though, I definitely think the author's strength is like the background art. Yeah, his people don't look that great, <laughs> but but I and I I think he's kind of started improving actually. The more I read Zeno, the more you know. I, the more I like looking at it, but yeah, no, I, I really think, and one thing, it definitely, I, 
uh, I keep saying this, but the one thing I definitely, I actually started reading magazine, like the Japanese version around the time Otaka series started. And I mean, no offense to it, but like the art looks very samey in magazine. Magazine is definitely the sort of place that has a house style. Like everything has to somewhat toe the line. Yeah, there. Like, I mean, you have, like, I was flipping through Sunday, you know, I read Orient and I was flipping through other things. Like, yeah, I can't really tell when a series begins. And then, then I get the Fire Force. I'm like, oh! There's uh, that was whiplash. <laughs> you have like, especially with the rom coms and magazine, they all very much look the same. Then you have Fire Force and Orient that just look jarringly different. Yeah, like I was flipping through, and then like my, I, I think my, I broke my neck with the whiplash going when I got the Fire Force, and just like oh, rom com, rom com, rom com, Fire Force. Ah, oh, God. <laughs> and then like, I mean, and you have Nanatsu too that looks really, you know, different as well. So, uh, like, it's really, uh, you know, it made me appreciate Sunday even more when I just flipped through magazine, and it's just like, wow, it's very samey. Then I go to Sunday, and everything, every author has a very distinct style that they have, whether it's very cute-looking or very gritty, or you have something like Psych that's kind of in the middle of both, <laughs> and... You know, and it, it, it's it's definitely I it, I definitely have a lot of appreciation for Sunday. You know, Shogakukan makes it hard by making it very difficult for me to buy it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, so but Sleepy Princess. <laughs> yeah, well, this is what I was going to say. By by giving Sleepy Princess this amount of freedom in like such healthy environment, it's it's really paid off. Like, I mean, the 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 future of it remains to be seen. Like, what will happen whether it gets animated or whatever. But it sells pretty well uh, as far as the Sunday series. I mean, it sells good for a Sunday series. And like, and again, it, it got picked up. It's clearly like blossomed in this environment into something great, which is a big step up considering the previous series. And I think the series very much related to the author's name, as you were mentioning earlier, uh, like Stuff Toy Crash about the the naked stuffed bear man. Yes, <laughs> like, like that. That wasn't a hit. That was that was three volumes and out over in a in the Shonen Sunday S, and like it it shows the difference between just by hopping into into a magazine that it's not that Sunday's hungry for hits. I don't think editorial are that bothered whether they have like a big smash or not. But it wants to foster good comics, it feels like, more than anything. Like, stuff they can look at at the end of the day and say, hey, we made a good thing, which all publishers want to do. But it it seems like they accept their lot in life isn't to sell, like, Jump or Magazine. It's to to be the the, the third pillar, the artsy pillar. I mean, they, they run they run Fujita. They run Sobate Must Be Destroyed. Like, they run the good-looking comic. I love just... Anyway, before I get off topic... Yeah, no, I completely agree with... Ma like, Maxi has said everything I think about Sunday. Which is... And again, I know a lot of... I get... Now that my reputation is the Sunday guy, I get a lot of questions about... Do you, do you think Sunday's, like, you know... Do, or do they like being failures, essentially? <laughs> and, and I get those questions a lot, and it's just like, especially, and I got, and they, and they, and I got a whole lot of them when Otaka left for magazine. Like, what are they doing? They're gonna kill themselves. How can they let Otaka go? And I'm just like, you, you guys realize that Otaka came from Square Enix to Shogakukan, so she's sort of a free agent. <laughs> she probably just did what she wanted with Maki and figured, oh, I, I've, I've done what I wanted here. I want to do something else. Yeah. Artists, art, artists are like free to leave to different publishers if they just want to like you know work under a new environment. 
Exactly. And and I feel like what Maxi said is very much true. Like everybody assumes that because jump is this huge force that everybody wants to be like jump. But I feel like most publishers that are wise look at what they have and say, you know, yeah, it'd be great if we could have the next jump level series. But we're not looking for that. If it so happens, like, I don't think, and I promise this is my last time doing this, I don't think anybody expected, like, Dagashi Kashi, for example, to be the huge hit it was. Why would you have expected it? Like, I, I, I came to it, what, months before it ended, and I, I couldn't work out how it became so huge, but I could believe it, you know? Like, they, they stumbled upon a complete oddity, and everyone liked it. Yeah, like something like Comey, for example, I could see that being a hit because it has kind of, you know, the, the cute girl it has a, the school setting and it's very it's and it's genuinely very funny. So like Comey, I could see being very big, you know, maybe when it gets an anime, but a manga about candy. How in the world did that ever become like a big deal? I remember seeing the Gashi Kashi and completely ignoring it <laughs> because I just didn't think that it would I just didn't think it would be along around very long. I, I watched half of episode one of the anime and kind of went like, this doesn't seem like it has legs. Yeah. <laughs> Ignored it. Like, oh, the irony. It, it, sounds, yeah. it sold like 100,000 plus a volume. It got two series of an anime. It was a big deal. Yeah, yeah, and and on top of that, what you know, I I watched the I watched the entire first anime because I wanted to support Sunday, and that's when I got into it. That's when I was like, oh well, I actually this is actually pretty charming. You know, I I might read the manga. That I mean, that was before I started the blog, so I was like, okay, and I started checking out, and when I started reading the manga, I actually really liked it. And again, it was another series like um um Sleepy Princess. It's very short. It's like about twelve pages a chapter. Yeah, it's kind of similar in terms of, like, structure, too, because it's a very episodic series, and there's, like, a central kind of focus in every chapter. Like, there's, oh, there's this goal, and here's, like, the gimmick of the chapter. Like, here's the, you know, central, like, idea, and then it just goes for that, and it just changes every week. Here's the snack that Hotaru's gonna fangasm about this week. Yeah, and then Sleepy (laughs) Princess, here's the item, here's, like, the thing that will make Princess Yasa sleep better. This yeah, week. she wants she wants to sleep. This is how she's going to sleep. The monsters want her to be more like a normal captive. That's never going to happen. <laughs> so, and so many chapters introduce a new uh, of Super Princess introduce like a new MacGuffin or character that then becomes like a, a central point of it as well. So like it it oh god I. I, I Guys, I have to say, as much as we're talking about other things, I really like Sleepy Princess. Like, I can't say that enough. No, and and I feel like Meek doing the blog has really brought me all around on it, too. I mean, definitely there's one thing, like, there's one thing of just seeing a series, seeing the name, and it's like, okay. But, again, there's a lot of series that I wouldn't have checked out. Like, I wasn't a fan of Comey either when it started. But when I started writing about it, I'm like, I actually like this and sleepy princess too. I really like it. There was one chapter just, and the funny thing is it plays with its ideas really well. Like there's one chapter where they had Halloween and we're like, we we're already monsters. What do we dress up as they dress up as humans. That was the whole point. The whole chapter was the gag was the monsters dress as humans for Halloween. <laughs> and like, I just like that the series has that self-awareness of its idea <laughs> of what it is. And like, it, it branches away sort of like from just a, the princess needs to sleep. <laughs> so it, it, it like starts developing its side characters, which, which it's been doing a little bit of lately. 
it's done a lot with the uh, with the demon cleric. Yes, yes, he's he's almost become like a secondary like protagonist in a sense, and like the demon king himself. I I love that like they break away from the whole thing where he's like this terrifying thing where he's just an exasperated boss. <laughs> like <laughs> you know he he's got he's got the princess kidnapped and he needs his coworker he needs his underlings to make sure she doesn't walk around the castle. Yet he always sees her strolling around, but he's also this nice guy because like whenever he's about to go yell at her he's like oh she's asleep i'll, I'll come back later <laughs> yeah yeah I'll, I'll come back later i'll yell at her later <laughs> yeah. okay so I'm, I'm i'm gonna jump in here and say that i'm i'm really glad that um from what it sounds like you guys are saying i'm i'm really glad that like the series kind of like explores other avenues of comedy outside of the princess wants to sleep because like I I went on a bit of a roller coaster ride reading the first volume of this because like I I'll say that I'm I, I I do not hate the series and I don't even really dislike it but I I feel like I'm probably gonna be the one who's down on it the most out of everybody it's here because you. <laughs> <laughs> okay everyone go attack over world trigger. <laughs> Colton, you're the darkness inside all of us. Go send hate mail to Colton at SniperKing323 on Twitter. <laughs> listen, listen. For for every Christmas special, there has to be a Grinch. And Colton is accepted as well. <laughs> His heart is just three sizes too small. But then I we mean, have to grow bigger by the end. I mean, yeah. I'm glad that I don't have to be the Grinch this once, so <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. But no, 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 no. I mean, seriously, I, I, I actually am interested in hearing, like, you know, what I, – again, I, I mean, hear, I'm interested in hearing what, you know, what didn't work for you, per well, se. Well, see, see my, my thing is, is that, uh, you know, hearing you guys talk about different chapters from the series later on, it sounds like, you know, like you said, the side characters kind of get more time to shine and certain characters kind of become a little more prominent, which I'm very glad to hear because as far as the first volume goes, like, um, what was it, like five or six chapters in? I'm not going to lie. I, th this all comes down to just my taste in humor, I think, which again, like I always like to say, comedy is very subjective. I got a little tired of the jokes pretty early on, but then I went back and forth between, uh, this is getting a little old, to, oh, hey, here's a joke I, I actually thought was pretty funny and I didn't see coming. Like, I still kind of like the ridiculousness of all of it. Uh, I think one of my favorite chapters is where, like, the princess wants to visit the uh, the thunder god, which is literally just this dragon who can conjure thunder to literally, like, receive, like, electroshock therapy to, like, help massage her, like, uh, stiff shoulders or whatever from sleeping bad the previous night, which I already think is uh, pretty funny in and of itself, but when she's, like... Oh, well, oh, this lightning's actually dangerous. Oh, who'd have thunk it? Uh, how am I gonna, like, how am I gonna, uh, receive my, like, electroshock therapy without getting killed? And it's like, oh, well, of course, uh, get inside the body of a tire demon. Like, that, that just <laughs> makes sense. Like, <laughs> like, I, I, I can't say enough. And she sticks the cute little te teddy bears on it, too. <laughs> like um i go back and forth between uh how long can the series really go on with just this one gag to oh every once in a while there's a there's a joke that i think really keeps it from being completely stale for me so i'm i'm more so in the middle of uh with everything where it's like uh sometimes i think the jokes get a little too samey or i feel like i can kind of see the joke coming but then every once in a while there's there's always like at least one joke 
or one reaction from the princess, you know, every other chapter that, you know, that, that you know, keeps me, I guess, that keeps my interest. Um, like, I really like a lot of her banter with, uh, with the Great Red Siberian. Um, I really like that chapter a lot where, like, you know, finally somebody comes down on her. Uh, for basically doing whatever she wants in the castle. 100 violations. (laughs) And, you know, like, every time he tries to scold her, she, like, cannot comprehend, like, oh, why am I being scolded for this? Like, I especially love that reaction where it's like, why are you reacting to me like you just found some kind of, some new truth in the universe? Like, is this really hard for you to comprehend? (laughs) Like, I... I, I really I, I think that was probably my favorite moment in the in the volume altogether. But yeah, no. So it's I I have problems getting into like a certain gag series where it's just kind of like oh here's here's basically not necessarily the one joke, but like the joke that the series has revolved around. Like oh, okay, that that that's just how I feel personally. I I have to, to give you an idea, Colton, like how differently the two of us sit on this series. <laughs> While you were repeating jokes from the comic, I was sitting here shaking with tears in my eyes because of how funny I find remembering the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I think that's the thing. Like, it is, it does risk being repetitive. The, the formula is similar. Um, we we mentioned in an earlier recording uh, the series Kagura Summer Love Is War, which is another thing that risks repetition by being the same key joke over and over. But I, I think this is in that same area of keeping it fresh enough by having the situation be different each time or taking a few chapters out to do something that's completely outside the realm of just, hey, I want to get to sleep. And like, not that the jokes about just wanting to get some sleep don't continue to entertain me. There's a... Uh, spoilers for the future, I guess? I mean, they're, they're joke chapters. You can't really spoil them. But in about five volumes time, there's one where uh, where Cialis just keeps killing herself and like being revived yes by, i remember that chapter <laughs> each time she's revived she says hello in a different language and it it's such a stupid joke but i by the end of it i was pissing myself laughing like it starts <laughs> off with just like ohio and then afterwards it's like guten morgen and then it ends with like a sleepy sort of good morning and his response is no no bad morning and just fucking, it broke me no i remember i remember that chapter <laughs> I think I might have covered it. I think I... You did, yeah. It's like, I, and I was so excited because I'd, I'd read, I'd literally read the chapter about an hour before your one went up, and I was like, I hope he covers it. Because I hate it so much. <laughs> and like, and that's the thing. Like, it's all about the delivery, and yeah. sometimes it probably. I mean, the problem is it's not always going to deliver in a way that works for everyone. So, like, I totally understand why like a lot of the jokes didn't work for you, and they're not all perfect. Like the. Uh, the Apple crew, the, the the trio of Apple-headed monsters, don't really do a huge amount for me. But for someone else, they probably love them. See, that's weird because I actually, I actually really liked that gag, though. I love yeah, that one. Like, color coded like their <laughs> Sentai heroes and set their villains, and it's like they have these ridiculous things where she's like just eating them, even yeah. though they're supposed to be poisonous. <laughs> like, oh, may- maybe maybe <laughs> eating like... is gonna solve my my sleep issues. And she just like pulls <laughs> and. On a freaking rampage. It's amazing. In fact, just just so many of it. I mean, the the whole wearing the the thing that like cures her of status conditions and like uh, to stop poisoning herself to death and then not sleeping because sleep is a status condition in RPGs. Like, oh, it's 
It's so funny, guys. It's so good. <laughs> and actually, now that you bring up those characters in particular, um, something I really liked about uh, Sleepy Princess is I just like seeing all these different, like, monster designs. Um, oh, yes. They all range yeah. from, like, really cute to really just creative. I, like, especially the, the Apple crew or whatever. I... I, I really, I re like Sid said, you know, they're supposed to be like a sort of a Sentai theme sort of group. And I really like that idea, especially when, uh, and uh, Bomber, I'm not sure if you got to this part in the Japanese version, but um, there was a part where like, uh, you know, as as the red apple person's about to be eaten, he's, you know, he, he, he makes an offhanded uh, comment about Anpan Man, but like uh, the Viz translation, like, uh, doesn't really necessarily reference Anpan Man. Uh, they like uh, they basically just refer to him as what is it? Uh, oh, hey, I'm not Red Bean Paste Bun Man. Like that's sort of a mouthful. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like I mean, I don't know for sure if it is, but I just kind of assumed. I I kind of knew like what they were referencing. Is that is is that what they were referencing? Is basically what I'm trying to ask. Um, let me see if I can find a page, because no, I haven't gotten that far, but I actually just stumbled on a Conan reference. <laughs> Wait, where's the Conan I... reference? I need to hear that. <laughs> I just... like, like, there are there are so many references like that, and, it's um... It's definitely a She Didn't Know Joe yeah, reference. Yeah, She Didn't Know Joe reference, I, I always get a smile on face when I see those. Uh, which, which started my incredibly successful thread of other people doing work for me. <laughs> that, that Tomorrow's Joe reference is in every goddamn comic. Every goddamn I literally comic. just it's need to make a literally in every comic. I literally just need to make a collection manga. of Joe references at this point. Yeah. No, that. Oh, but do you do you know what page it is on around? Because I'm looking now. Um, here I'm looking it up. In the but while Wiz I was looking edition, up, the Joe Colton mentioned is like on page uh, seventy six. Uh, it's, 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 it's eighty seven. Yeah, it's 87. Um, but I was also going to say, like, there are references like that, and, like, I'm pretty sure she makes a Naruto joke at one point. That is in the original. The, I look like a Konoha ninja, yes. That is in the original. Okay. Yeah, because I, 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 I didn't know if that was something that, like, because, you know, Viz, I won't say they have a history of it, but there have been times where, like, they'll put in references in their localization that, like, aren't in the original. Like, I'm pretty sure... Um, I read somewhere that, um, and I, I got to that bit in this uh, in this too, where like you know I'm reading Yu Yu Hakusho for the first time, and uh, Karama makes a joke about uh, how like he makes a reference to Tuxedo Mask that I guess apparently wasn't in the original Yu Yu Hakusho manga, but Viz added. So I wasn't sure if it was like something like that or not. I just thought that was kind of interesting. In those kind of cases, maybe they're just replacing a reference with a more recognizable. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, which which is that's no problem. I mean, that's not a big deal. But yeah, uh, I'm still looking. But yeah, I did the Kono the the Konoha Ninja one is actually in the original. Okay, I've got a lot of faith in the the quality of the adaptation. Uh, the the translator Tetsuya Miyake, I've not got a uh, a lot of memories of them working on other stuff. Annette Roman's been turning up on a few things I've been reading recently as uh, doing the adaptation side of things, and it's like. Presented what feels like a very, a very authentic job. Like nothing seems like a ridiculous stretch. Uh, they also also do Kagura Simon Love is War, which I keep mentioning, and I don't mean to, and I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I've been reading That's it. That's fine. But, uh, well, well, clearly we have to yeah. do an episode on it, I guess. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, you'll you'll have to, and then I can tell you all about Young Jump and how I only read about a quarter of the series, and yet it costs me money, and that might not be a wise decision. Regardless, against Riku though every week, that's a blessing in itself. I mean, that that's what I buy it for at this point. Like, I, there are other series I really like, but Rikudo is the most Im- immensely readable comic I've encountered. Uh, looks so good. Uh, it, it's amazing. It's really good. Um, but uh, I, I also I also wanted to say, you know, while we were talking about the like, I guess the humor of the series, there were also just a lot of jokes that like. <sighs> I really feel like I would like I would enjoy the series more if it were animated. Yeah, like, I was just I could about see this to get say it, that. I was just about like to I say could that. see this getting a really good anime. Yeah, I I think I really think that this would make an awesome anime if they were to do it, and, and the art already really lends itself well to that because again, it's really for a gag series, it's really good. Like I know most gag series really live or die on more just being funny than really being good. You know being something that I like to like that people could like looking at <laughs> but like I could see it being really good in an- gag anime just because it's also very nice so like if you if you got the if you got the right people in the right studio on this like I think I think good animation I, I think some really good animation could like really lend to the comedic timing of some of this stuff um like I for, for I don't know so for some reason I just kept thinking man what if like Kyoto animation got a hold of this yeah, no, I, I, I almost don't think I, I kind of think the opposite. I kind of don't think that it would require really good anime. I mean, like, I'm not saying I want it to look well, hideous well, good or animation just yeah, to accentuate yeah. like just the comedic timing. I think I just want it in color because, like, if they kept yeah. the color palette of Komano Mada's like color illustrations, it would just be incredibly beautiful all the time. Oh, I yeah, agree. It, it yeah. would. It what would really it, like is very specifically the exact team for Production IG that did Magical Circle Guru Not to do a series exactly the same, but, like, everything they did with the ways of, like, colour aesthetic and a way of firing off the jokes in a sort of madcap, really fast pace, yeah. I think would really suit how Sleepy Princess works as a comic. Oh, yeah. that'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Guru Guru's team would be would be amazing on this i mean they they even went as far as pixelating the characters if when they zoom in <laughs> so <laughs> like you could see like the pixels and everything so they look like a super nintendo video game <laughs> so i and like and even i mean getting off topic again i love like i bought the first episode that that ran i bought the entire manga the same day <laughs> so <laughs> i i have like i did i did i found myself doing comparisons of the anime and the manga and they skipped a lot in the anime to get it into 24 episodes, I believe. Yeah, 24 episodes. They skipped a lot. But I feel like whoever did the composition for that series really knew what they were doing. Because what they left in and what they left out didn't really harm the series in any way. It's kind of like, yeah, there was some stuff in the manga that happened too. And you can go read that. But the anime was very cohesive for what it was for the 24. Because yeah, exactly, and not, I feel like not many compositions, like not many writers, are able to do that when they like. Which is why I, I have an unpopular opinion. My my Grinch opinion <laughs> is that I don't like short series too much because they hmm. don't. They it's either they end before anything happens or they have to rush everything to get it into like. A oh, you mean amount. like short as in like, uh, like twelve, eleven episodes? Yeah, uh, okay, yeah, short anime adaptation. Sorry, I meant it. And and then I found the joke just now. Um, the original basically, yeah, at Viz added the um, added the joke in because the original is just kind of like, do our faces look like? Hey, come and eat us. <laughs> 
stop me. <laughs> so 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 they don't so they don't reference Anpan Man by name at all. They don't at all. I mean, literally, that's really interesting. Yeah, me. literally, the guy's just kind of like, "Princess, stop eating us. Do our faces look like they have eat me written on them?" <laughs> so that's that's what the Japanese joke is. <laughs> Honestly, I I I think that's I think that's a little funnier personally. <laughs> so, um, I think that's quite good. So yeah, it, it's interesting. Yeah, that that was like I I I haven't finished like doing a comparison which i didn't want to do that when i i do want to cover the english one for the blog eventually because like hey it's in three years that and it's a sunday series i got licensed under my watch so i feel like i have to talk about it but i don't want to do too much of a i don't want to feel because i can see some people being fueled by like oh well this screwed up the translation look what they did so that's why i don't want to do a comparison because then people will take that as flames against viz like how could you do this to the translation and i think the translation is really good but it, it's i i can only say from my like much lesser amount of skill but like going from the a, a preview of chapter one and the first chapter of this like it seemed pretty on point yeah yeah, and, and and just just as somebody who obviously has never read the original Japanese release and really doesn't uh, probably knows less Japanese than uh, most people in the room, um, <laughs> I most people in the world. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Just just slam. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, yeah. Um, just just as far as the English adaptation goes, like uh, other than that, like one instance, like uh, I I thought the rest of the adaptation was pretty pretty good as far as like its readability and like it it, it like the none of the english felt like super stilted to me it all came it all read very naturally to me well i think this this is the power of having uh having someone actually do an adaptation as well as a translation because there's so many comics like I, I start having to look at and just die inside because it's either got a bad adaptation or it's just like almost machine translated straight from one thing to the other yeah 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 i've gotten to lots of conflicts with people who don't like because when i translate i mean i i adapt i don't just i don't just babel fish up a thing just because it's more you know accurate like i like using you know when i used to work on gintam i know somebody got on me about like gintoki wouldn't say dude <laughs> or oh my god <laughs> yeah somebody actually got on me about that and like kagura's accent like it doesn't sound right i'm like you know she speaks with an accent in the japanese version yes i know Crunchyroll. i i did i know when viz started gintama they handled it badly but as they kind of progressed it got a little bit better but like she speaks with an accent and i and i my rule is when a character speaks differently the author did that for a reason <laughs> so i try to adapt that when i translate so i know crunchyroll doesn't bother with it cuz it's probably a lot of work for a, a character tick that really doesn't it's like in two jokes <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> and so they probably just and of course when the jokes come then you know they usually find a creative way around them but like yeah it's like it's mentioned once or twice and they probably just figure, okay, it's not a big deal. We're not going to bother with this. But for me, if I'm translating and I see a character is like speaks differently than everyone else, I'm going to try to cover that in some way. If you do too plain or literal job, people criticize you anyway. Like I, I always think of how people are really down on strange Rotaru's old translations, which were like j just this hyper-functional thing. They were literally, here's what it says, move on. And, and that, 
that's what people keep saying the sort of stuff they want, but when they were given that, they literally just rip into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they, Pe- people don't know what they want. No, people don't. And, it, and it's funny, because it's the ones that don't speak Japanese that are the most vocal. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> That's the power of the internet. Uh, yeah, uh, like, uh, yeah, like... Bringing people together who think they know everything. Zach yeah, but... Davison wrote about this in a great article two years ago, Confessions of a Manga Translator, where, you know, he says that, you know, a lot of people think that translators are supposed to be invisible. They're just supposed to be, like, swapping words into a different language. But in truth, like, a translator, their job is much more than that. They're supposed to really adapt, like, what was said in Japanese into something that makes sense in English. So, exactly. Like, anything that, you know, you read in an English uh, translation uh, of, in a manga, like, if you've ever, like, read a line of dialogue and you're thinking about that, how good it was, like, he writes that it, chances are, like, that was probably me, not the original cartoonist. Because, yeah. like, it's up to the translator to, like, make choices that would make sense for an English audience. And that's not always exactly what the original author wrote in the way they wrote. Yeah, no, I, I fully believe that in order to be a good translator, you have to be a good writer and you have to read a lot. You can't just be somebody. Oh, okay. I read a couple manga in Japanese, so I'm I'm a master of the language. No, I, I you, watch a bunch of anime. I could do this. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I I can say you know, Nani the fuck, and I'm good. No, it's really. I've got a pin that says that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I've met people who think that because they read manga in Japanese that they can translate, and I was one of those people. <laughs> so you know, when I started translating, I just figured, oh, I I can I can I know a couple of words. I can do no. The more I started reading, not just manga, I'm talking about books. Uh, reading, you have to be a voracious reader. You have to be a writer in a sense. Not not let you have to write novels to be a translator. No, I don't mean it. But I mean you have to have a kind of creative mindset for a translation to work. And so far, reading through Sleepy Princess, yeah, I see a couple of things where they change like the tone of some lines, and I, I agree with most of them because like they they kind of make them funny because like a joke in Japanese. Like a tone in Japanese is funny to the Japanese because of the way it's read, but in English it's kind of like maybe it feels a bit dry or a bit like it it loses a lot of humor if you just translate it word for word for what it is. So yeah. I I find that and, and I and this is just me speaking from you know personal experience. I find that a lot of English translations tend, especially for gag manga, they tend to be a lot more snarky than the Japanese ones. And I and I feel like that that's just like culturally we have a very our sense of humor is very snide, you know. It's a lot it's a lot less reliant on like like Japanese humor is a lot more reliant on just like where our sense of humor is more of a thing where it's like okay it's the way a line was delivered and how snarky it sounds. Japanese humor is more based on just how audacious something is, which is why I find you know I've seen a lot of people like when I talk, like, unable to get into Gintama because it's just so over the top. But the one thing I do like about Sorachi's sense of humor is that he has kind of that snideness, too. Like, where the characters will say, and it's sometimes I I get tripped up translating when I used to translate Gintama, well, when I translate Gintama, I sometimes get tripped up by lines because they just sound so very snide in comparison to other gag manga in Japanese, where it's just like, things just are very straightforward. Sorachi has this very you know, very snide way of having like characters say very kind of like under their breath, very, very like snide things to about each 
each other. And I find that interesting because I don't see that much. The other person, and I'm sure Sid will appreciate this, is Rumiko Takahashi's really good at that too. She's got this very, very understated sense of humor. Like, where, where a lot of other Japanese humor is just like something stupid happens or something weird happens and everybody reacts to it. Rumiko Takahashi's humor is more just, it's the stupid thing and everybody's just acting like it's normal that makes it funny. <laughs> so, like, I've noticed that like in Rin, there's no manzai, almost no manzai whatsoever. And when, it's, when there is manzai, there's no yelling. It's just somebody kind of like popping somebody in the head like, yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> I mean, Rene especially low-key, because Rene and Sakura never get worked up about anything. They're like, oh, well, this this bullshit's happening now. <laughs> yeah, and one thing I love about and maybe it's just kind of endemic to Sunday as a whole, too, but like one thing, one of my favorite Rama jokes that I still remember to this day, and I haven't read the manga, manga, manga in forever, is like, I, I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but... I guess Rama was supposed to fight some guy, and he he got the challenge note from the guy. He was supposed to fight him, and then he was like, "But can you give me a ride home afterward?" And I, <laughs> and I just love how that just <laughs> like he's just this guy's like picking a fight with Rama, but he's also like, "I need a ride home. Once we're done, can you take me home?" Isn't it just like fight with Ryoga? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember I don't remember the situation or anything which kills me. But I just remember that joke because it's just so audacious, just like, oh yeah, you know, we're 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 gonna fight each other, but you're gonna also give me a ride home when you're done. Whether you win or lose, you're gonna be a ride home. <laughs> So that that that's always something that I really liked about like and, and I won't say so much it's Sunday humor, but definitely um Sleepy Princess kind of like captures that sense of humor too. Yeah, there is a bit more of the Monzai sense of things where the princess does something weird and the demons all yell at her, but there's also this kind of like, you know, it's just very kind of low key, like, okay, something weird's happening and they're just sort of. It gets later on in the series where they just get to the point where they're just kind of used to it. <laughs> It's like, what's the princess doing now? I mean, like, the first one, they're like, the princess is out! And then, like, by chapter 50, they're like, what's she doing now? <laughs> so... When they get used to her dying all the time, they're just, like, they're more annoyed, ultimately, than anything. I, I love how, like, every other chapter, there's, like, that one guy who's like, why do we keep... How does she keep getting out of her cage? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, they never actually do anything about it. They just keep commenting on it. And by the later chapters, she's just kind of out. Like they don't, they just they're they're just like. I mean, in the first volume, they're, they they all comment on it, but by later chapters, they're just like, "Oh, princess, out. Oh, good morning, good morning." <laughs> so, <laughs> this is totally like a, a recurring trait throughout the series. More than anything, is that the characters are more willing to talk about what's happening than to ever actually do anything about what Cialis is doing. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 essentially, because like, because more than anything, they they don't want to actually cause any problems with her because she's there to be the whole thing to bring the hero in so they can complete their story basically <laughs> so they're, they're in the awkward position of i mean admittedly they can kill her they can revive her it's not advised <laughs> it's a bad thing to do yeah you know that and they're in you know in speaking of the hero too i love just how like i i don't re i remember one chapter he was like really close to getting to her but like i i forgot what happened exactly like he gets really close and then something happens where he just doesn't rescue her. <laughs> and I remember they had one chapter where there's a flashback between the two of them, and she really actually hates this guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, there's one chapter where they, they they were childhood friends, 
and she really just hates him. Like, uh, he's the type, like, she's very, very kind of low-key and quiet, and he's the kind of boisterous type, where he's like, hey, princess, let's hang out, and he's like, oh, God, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> she oh, doesn't yeah, she doesn't remember his name either, so it's just like, that's another kind of f- how it flips the whole trait, you know, the whole tropes of the princess and the hero. Like, I'm pretty sure if he showed up at the Demon King's castle, she would probably just choose to stay. Because <laughs> so, she just hates him that much. And, you know, and it's interesting that we don't get, I mean, again, in a later chapter, we actually see her parents, or at least the queen. And the queen is also just like her daughter. <laughs> so that's, like, interesting, too. Like, well, that's the thing, because <laughs> I, I don't want to spoil the uh, later circumstances and stuff. So, I, I know, uh, do the people recording this for me, do you guys care too much about an actual spoiler? Oh, go ahead. Um, I, I don't, personally. Okay, so uh, anybody listening, if you don't want to hear the spoiler, like, skip ahead about a minute, maybe. But in, in fairly recent chapters, she did just end up at home for a very small amount of time <laughs> like and, and it i mean it just it didn't didn't suit her so fuck it she almost accidentally left her uh, her body double succubus behind yes that's the thing like she has there's a uh, i mean i guess more spoilers there's there ends up being a succubus character that looks exactly like her <laughs> so she ends up being kind of her body double and they go home i forget they go to the castle i forget why but they go there and what happens is the succubus ends up like Everybody thinks that that's her, and they think that the princess is back home. <laughs> so, and clearly that's a problem because if they find out it's a succubus and she's a demon, they're probably going to kill her. <laughs> so, like, the princess ends up being noble for once and kind of stepping in, and they end up leaving again. It's like the whole thing, you know, they end up like, I don't remember if they know if they. I think the queen knows it's the princess, but she doesn't actually do anything to keep her daughter at home. It's implied that the queen knows exactly what's happened by the end of it, and it's just kind of like, yeah. Yeah, sure. You know, my my (laughs) daughter seems like she's having fun, so, you know, we'll just... She can hang out with the monsters a little longer. <laughs> so, yeah, that that I remember that. I remember those chapters, too. I, I covered those as well, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's interesting, like, it does have, like, mini arcs like that once in a while, and then it goes back to being kind of, a rev- you know, just a comedy about the princess going to sleep. And, yeah, I, I, I will admit what Colton was saying. It is, it does typically end, you know, with the princess going to sleep, <laughs> you know, with every chapter. So it's not a thing where it is like, oh, where well, you're being unnecessarily unfair to it. It's different. It's It does enough different every chapter that... Yeah, that's, that's what I was saying, is that, like, there was a part of me that had a fear that, like, oh, man, this is going to be, like, really repetitive, isn't it? But there's... But every once in a while, you know, there's 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 at least, like, one Joker reaction that, like, you know, that, that does give me a bit of a chuckle. Like... Like, like overall, like, I didn't think it was, like, amazingly funny or anything, but, like, I thought it was, like, I at least thought it was very amusing and very cute, and, like, I still enjoy reading it for the first, for, for the most part, but, like, this is the kind of thing that I think I would rather weed weekly, uh, weekly, not something where I'm necessarily, like, compelled to read, like, you know, 17 chapters in a row of, you know, like, it's it's something that I think I would like more visiting every week. Like, oh, what's the princess up to this week? Oh, that she did a funny thing. Oh, she went back to sleep. I I can't wait to see the next one or whatever. So it's you know, it's to me, I kind of view it like a. This might be a weird uh, comparison, but I kind of view it as like a as like a comic strip. 
you know, like 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 a sort of like a sort of Garfield or a Marmaduke kind of thing, where it's like, you know, I'm not going to sit down and read a bunch of Garfield in one sitting because I don't necessarily have that, um, you know, craving. Right. Uh, w- weird word, but whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know, it's it's some. You do not long for Garfield. Yes, exactly. Like it's. <laughs> It's more like of a it's thing. A, it's more of a thing. You kind of just like you have the newspaper in front of you, and you see a strip. You're like, okay, yeah, it's been a minute yeah. since I've seen Garfield. Let let me see what Garfield's up to. Well, there you go. Maybe we should get Viz to get a Sunday start going, so we can have this in there every yeah. week. <laughs> we, need, we need a digital Shonen Sunday yeah. where we can read new chapters. I mean, see the princess. Let, let exactly. me throw an idea to you here because I, I keep thinking about this, and it won't happen. But I really like the idea. Uh, Shonen Sunday sixty next year. Yeah. Wow. Wouldn't it be great if this went, okay, we'll, we'll we'll do a little one. Just just put, like, five series in there, give it a go. Wouldn't that be a nice way of celebrating? That, that would be I, great. I don't know. I, I'm saying this in a way like I imagine someone from Viz is listening, and they're not. But what <laughs> if they were? Then maybe, you never know. Yeah, um, no. yeah, I would. I think it would, wouldn't hurt them to kind of, like, you know, do it like a jumpstart. You know, instead just do, like, a magazine where they take a couple of them, and maybe, you know... Do it maybe a couple of months. Just run to stuff. I, or, or even like the waters with a few new series. Or even like just do like uh, paid single chapters, like Kodansha does. Well, they they tried single chapters for a while with uh, is it said Renee? I've never said yeah, Renee. Yeah, Renee. Renee. That was the first series that they were ever like simul published. Like, hmm. And it totally didn't work because they forgot to advertise they were doing it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know they did until after. Ah, uh, yeah, that, that's kind of that's kind and of. And they important. did it for two years before they stopped, but they just did not advertise it well enough. Were those paid chapters though? I thought they were. No, free they were free chapters. Yeah, they were free chapters. Okay. The uh, the viz that they are now is so much better actually promoting what they do than like than anything that came before. Yeah. The, the the thing that always sits with me, it, and and they're getting better at making decisions. They're not just licensing series that people don't want to read. Like I, I like Kurohime. It it ran in monthly show and jump. Sure, why not? They didn't even they didn't finish that. They didn't finish probably hundred percent. They didn't finish Reborn because they didn't think about how those things would actually sit with audiences who'd have to like make their way through awkward early volumes and stuff. They they licensed Mal Juvenile Remix and Hide and Closer, which uh, look really cool. They didn't live very long. <laughs> yeah. They, they made some really weird decisions about what Sunday series to give a go. Yeah. And, and and clearly that's made them nervous because like we we live in twenty eighteen and they've not licensed Birdmen, which feels like feels like printing money when it's so by one of their like better loved Sunday authors. They didn't pick up Birdman, they haven't picked they didn't pick up Silverstone. Yen yeah, Press we had, got it. Yeah, Yen Press has stepped in. For one of the biggest, like, American, like, mangaka. And they manga. have a license to Full Metal, so why wouldn't they pick up another uh, manga by Hiromu Yeah. Does anybody know what happened with Full Metal, though? Because the thing is, Viz owned the license to the physical, but the digital comes out from the Empress. Yeah, I thought that was kind of weird, too. And so I have to wonder if the reason they passed it up is because that sounds like a massive pain in the ass to deal with. Well, I think with uh, that, it's because Yen Press now has like, a stronger relationship with Square Enix. Yeah, that's what I thought. Which is why they have like, the yeah. rights. And, yeah, but Silver Spoon is a Shigaki Khan title, so they, they that shouldn't wouldn't have be had that problem. But... 
I, think I, it I means. I mean, oh. I just think of it like they looked at it as an image thing, because like, yeah, you could, you could, you could say, "Oh, look, Full Metal Alchemist author did this," and then what people, what most people who are initiated are going to think is another Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. Then instead, they get a series about farming, and maybe Viz, I could imagine Viz is kind of like, eh, you know, because I mean, the big draw would be, hey, this is what Full Metal Alchemist's author is doing now, so. You know, I and I could imagine them being like, we don't really, you know, would anybody want to read this? I they're wrong, <laughs> dead wrong. People want to read Silver Spoon, but I could see them just like Maxie said, their weird, I their weird licenses for Sunday probably bit them in a bit because it's like they used to they used to license a lot, but the things they would license weren't the very popular Sunday series. <laughs> I think the perspective now that this has that when they're licensing something. They're going at the outset of they want to do it till the end. And I think with a lot of Sunday series, there's this uncertainty because a lot of these series don't have animes. They're just relying on pure manga awareness. Exactly. They don't know how long they'll run. Yeah, that too. Oh, no, I I will say this. I think there's a very easy prediction we can make for, like, next year when uh, Magi finishes being published. Maggie? Magi? Maggie. I've I've done this on multiple episodes of not being able to remember how that's said. But (laughs) I would put... Absolute money down. If uh, Ariadne in the Blue Sky is still running by the time they finish publishing Madre, there's no way that won't be something they like go with because Claymore did gangbusters for them. They did a they, they did a 100 pound box set of the whole goddamn comic. Yeah, they yeah. Did. Like that that worked for them. I I can't see them not going and saying, "Hey, the Shonen Sunday line. We're trying to keep it going with more titles. Why don't we license the thing by the author who sells for us?" I could see that. I could see it too. I could also see, you know, while we're on the subject of Sunday, maybe after a little bit of time, Evans maybe, because it you keep bringing up um, Kaguya, and Evans really reminds me of that on a level. At least I haven't read, I haven't, I haven't read too much of Kaguya. I haven't really read Kaguya. I only know the um the premise, and whenever I hear somebody talking about it, I'm always like, that really sounds like Evans. (laughs) Yeah, because Evans also has the like little back and forth between uh. Oakley, I think, is her name. Uh, Phoebe and um and Evans, yeah. Yeah. So I I could see that being another kind of safe. Like it, re- Sunday has this thing nowadays where a lot of the the humorous manga in it are kind of like I won't. They're kind of safe in the level of that. Like there's not anything. They're not too over the top. I mean, even Sleepy Princess in its most over the top moments is still pretty kind of low key humor wise. It's like they're not they're not trying to make you like bend over laughing. They're just trying to make you do a little chuckle to yourself yeah, at the exactly. end of the chapter. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that that's that's kind of like how I, and Evans kind of is into that too. So I could see them possibly if they get more confidence in Sunday, I could see Evans being a thing. And then of course it being a western series, that could be that could definitely help it out. I mean, it would it would have like no peers in the market. It would be a, in a really interesting position, uh, and and what you compare it to Kaguya Summer, which I think is it's pretty on point in a way for the way they both work on misunderstandings, but it's less manipulative than that series is. Yeah, okay. Uh, but it's also kind of like Gintama to me. But if you took out everything that could possibly be serious, okay. Yeah. Okay. Like I don't know what it is. I I always get that vibe from it. I think it. Mostly comes from the ways they react to stuff going wrong, just being this like silent realization and then like increasing panic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just the way humor escalates in that time. Yeah, Gintama's always Gintama's the kind of thing where like anything that if things can get worse, they get worse, and it's usually the it's usually the character's fault. <laughs> like, it, it, there's a point where it's like you could I could just 
not do this thing and everything would work out. But I'm going to do this thing anyway <laughs> because I don't want – or the characters are kind of like – I can kind of imagine it, or the characters are kind of like, I realize I'm wrong, but I don't want everyone else to know I'm wrong. Yeah, it's just seeing how far they can take a situation before it goes wrong. And, and I mean, Evans kind of taps into that too a little bit where it's like, you know, they'll realize – like. It's weird because Evans kind of walks this line between being completely incompetent and actually being very good at his job of being a sheriff. <laughs> so it's like, and in situations where he could just, you know, not play into a situation, he plays harder into it because he doesn't want to see be seen as incompetent. <laughs> so he'll do the exact opposite of what he should do, basically. So he'll save face because he wants he wants a girlfriend. <laughs> so yeah. so he'll do anything he he could possibly do to save face. Rather than you know what he should do, and and it comes and it comes off as being seeming very incompetent. Like it, like it, again, it's kind of like how the princess in this like she seems like an idiot, but she's actually kind of really clever. It's just her priorities are so skewed <laughs> that her decisions to get more sleep make her seem like she's not very smart. But in later chapters, she's actually very very smart. It's just she, she using instead of using her intelligence to do. Things that would be, you know, to do things that would be for the betterment of her situation. She does it to get more sleep. <laughs> so. Like like we mentioned before, she could have easily escaped the castle. And when she got that grimoire, she could have, like, destroyed all the demons. That's what the grimoire was telling her to do. But she was like, no, I, I, want, uh, I want a good night's rest. I don't care about any of that. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, like, I, I think that's definitely thing. She, she's... I, that kind of runs across a lot of Sunday series, actually, as the main character being smart but stupid. Because it's like, she clearly knows how to do a lot, but she decides to use that energy going, poisonous mushroom, looks comfortable, take a nap. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, exactly. Most of the comedy series kind of base, I mean, aside from Comey, most of the comedy series are basically just the main character is they're actually very intelligent but they just have their priorities in the wrong place <laughs> that that's essentially what a lot of sunday comedies are and in fact thinking about that yeah i i meant to say that but sunday actually brands itself the heroine magazine mm, yeah no that, that's totally worth mentioning like they've they've licensed the series with like the, the girls in the title and she's the main character and very much her own heroine when she can be asked and that totally fits with uh with because is it the editor-in-chief who decided this was the direction of the magazine? Yeah, uh, I don't remember his name. I think Ichihara, but I'm sure I'm wrong. But yeah, I think you said that before, yeah. Uh, he, he, like, Ichihara showed up in 2015, 2016, and he basically revolutionized the magazine. Like, what Sunday is now is basically attributed to him. Like, um, going digital, I'm sure going digital was one thing that he did. He was like, we, we want to cultivate more new talent. And when I'm reading, I don't put it on the blog much, but, and I, I feel bad about that, but I'm like, I could, I have so many things I want to talk about, but, the, and I'm sure nobody really, not that nobody cares, but it wouldn't really be helpful. But yeah, they have it all the time in Sunday where they have contests for new authors and, you know, how they'll have editors look at your work and, you know, have cash prizes. And they advertise them, like, all of the time. <laughs> so, and I see them, like, really often-ish. And I, sometimes I want to comment on them, but I'm just kind of like, would, would anybody really care? <laughs> so, I don't, but it makes me kind of sad not to. Because, like, a lot of these people, and it, it also makes me sad to talk about this, but, like, Ryoko, like, the author of that... The author of that won one of those contests, 
and that that's really a sad story all the way around like they really pinned their hopes on this guy being kind of like spearheading the future of sunday like he's a new author like pretty young i think like 24 25 um and they gave his series like the cover and they never do that for like newbies <laughs> Like, Ryoko had a cover, they ran the first volume, they ran the first, the one shot that won his award and everything, and they aver- it, it had a Twitter before the first volume was out. Like, they were advertised, they really were hoping this would be the biggest, the next big thing. And then, like, he crapped out, like, a year ago, and has been on hiatus since. And the author himself, they moved him from t- to Tokyo, even. Like, the, the editor-in-chief actually helped him get housing in Tokyo and everything. And it, it all just fell apart. Hopefully, we, we keep saying it. Hopefully, someday, uh, Miss Hashi Sensei will be back. But, like, it's it's been a, a year and a couple of months at this point, I think, which is... Yeah, that's not that's not boding it's, too It's well. like World Trigger. You, you want them back. You want them to be successful. But also, maybe things are so bad that they won't be back, and we just have to kind of accept that. I mean, yeah, I, I have a feeling, I, I guess they're playing on it being back, because on the table of contents, Ryoko's always there. Yeah, but I mean, Arata the Legend's on there as well, and that's been gone for a while. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, well, that's, that's fair. You said that she might resume it this Might, though. It was that's the, the most half-hearted <laughs> statement. I loved it. It was literally just like, I'm thinking about maybe <laughs> doing some more of it. And that's not to say that Yubatase isn't doing something, because still doing, like... Uh, new art for the the double sized volumes, the remixes. They're, they're technically they've got new content in them sometimes as well. Yeah, she's doing the remixes, and I mean she took a poll. One, she took a poll at one point saying, "Hey, do you guys want me to come back to Sunday or just keep releasing Arata via volumes?" And I mean, really, via volumes worked out. But then, I mean, she then later made the statement that she wants to go back to Sunday. So mm. uh, it's kind of hard I mean, to tell. It'd be great, and I, I I keep saying like, oh, it'd be nice to go and have a, a Sunday magazine in the West again. I feel like having a series that actually worked out pretty well for uh, for Viz come back would probably help nudge them forward with it a little. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know how they handle things that have been on long, long hiatuses or everything because uh, you know we're moving away from the Shogakukan for just the Insi Witsi second. And I know we haven't heard much news about it, but I, I, I want I want them to, to, to make Beat Digital, Beat the Vandal Buster. They don't even have the really, license uh, to oh, yes. Holy crap, are you serious? <laughs> are you... Yeah, no, like the last volume they released was 2009. They've not had the license for a while. Yeah, it expired, I think, like two, three years ago. Oh. Which drives me up the wall because, again, vo- volume 13 finally came out, uh... In the new seasonal Jump Square magazine with a stupid name I can't remember. Jump Square Rise. Jump Square Crown, I believe. It's Crown, Crown got cancelled and then they replaced it with Rise. Oh, okay. Because they're you rising go. up <laughs> from the Fallen Crown. I, th- th- look, Square's a stupid <laughs> magazine. It's spin off magazine stupid too. Because it's not Square, it's Supreme Quality. Like, ne- never forget. This is what that magazine is. <laughs> but yeah, so it's back in the new magazine for presumably for the next arc and then it's gone again. So like it it exists, it's releasing, and I mean D Greyman's is D Greyman still getting released by Viz, I think. Yeah, it's it's still going in rhymes. Yeah. So like they they've managed to latch back onto that now that it's in theory back with like twenty page chapters four times a year. But like man, B it it was so good. Beat the Vandal Buster for anyone who 
wasn't reading Viz Shonen Jump manga back in the mid-noughties was probably the most underrated action series you could read. It was by the authors of a very popular Dragon Quest manga that ran in Weekly Shonen Jump, and it was incredible. It was very much a JRPG-style series, but by having its own world, it was crazy engrossing. The anime was bad, and it had a very bad dub for a very small amount of time. Yeah. But man, what a, what a thing to lose in English. Yeah. Especially because it ended on a really shitty cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, doesn't it doesn't end, like, the middle of a battle. Yeah. Yep. And the thing is, there was one chapter at the time that wasn't in volumes that continued the battle a little bit. <laughs> so, like, regardless of where you were, it was left off in a horrible place. And to be fair, the, the artists had a hard time. They'd, they'd come back at, the, at that point after having had to re- learn how to draw again after, like, losing, like, their middle fingernail. yeah and then i I don't know what it was that then took them away for another decade but like that clearly was pretty bad (laughs) so they've been pulled out and and you know i'm glad they're back again it just kind of sucks to to lose out on the series of english well i mean if anything going back to sunday if they could come back after a decade then we can hope for ryoko I hope. Yeah, that's it. Ryoko, with its one vo- with its one volume released and enough material for two more volumes, could in theory return at any point. Yeah, I, I and I remember being on Amazon and they kept pushing. They kind of kept kicking the date down. It'd be like August, and then they kick it to like October, and then they just gave up. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it, it was it was actually it was heartening every time because at one time they let you even pre order it. So I guess they, <laughs> I guess they figured, okay, it's going to be back soon. Don't worry, everybody. And then maybe they checked on Mitsuhashi's condition. And what's really weird about that is they have like a thing at the end of the, or well, now they don't. The author has gone on to basically do a silver spoon of his own, <laughs> but they had like this thing by Yuji Yokoyama and I don't remember the Japanese title, but it was basically Sunday's unscientific lab and he would interview the mangaka. Um, and Mitsuhashi was there and like, maybe a couple months before it went on hiatus and you know he's didn't seem to be and he even participated in not rumiko takahashi's but i believe fuji not maybe not fujita's he they they basically had a series where like um where they celebrated like the veteran artists getting to a certain sales number like takahashi had one um aoyama had one and i believe that mitsuhashi participated in um takahashi's but then by the time Aoyama's rolled around, that's when he was on hiatus. So, yeah, I, I, but it, it sucks because I love Ryoko. It's like the best parts of like Kill la Kill and Toriko. The, the worst thing you've ever done to me, Bomber, was get me really intensely into that series while it was on hiatus. I'm so sorry. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I, you think I wasn't like, I fell in love with the series when I saw the cover and like read the first chapter. I was like, I love everything about this series. Strong female protagonist, um, really giant great food, fight, fighting giant food with the sword. And the artwork was really, I mean, it was really sketchy and kind of hard to look at at first, but Mitsuhashi, I, I don't know, maybe he overclocked himself. Cause like, I've never seen an artist like in 10 chapters, like his art was twice as good as it was when he first started. And by the time he got around to like where he went to hiatus, the series was at a point where the artwork was actually really amazing. <laughs> So there, uh, there is a really depressing possibility with Ryoko that I've only thought of like just now. 
Because th- there's a tendency, if you move a crater to, to the big city, sometimes they care more about the fun of the big city than actually doing their work. So it, um, imagine a world where they're not actually ill and just really like Tokyo. There you go. I've just generated my own really spiteful version of the Togashi rumor. Don't do this, kids. Don't make up yes, lies. Togashi rumors that only exist because people can't look at the table of contents from like a decade ago and see that he was legitimately sick. <laughs> yeah. He's always in pain. Uh. But guys, memes. <laughs> memes. Uh, I mean, and even now that the guy is like in the table of contents saying, yeah, I'm in pain. I'm in constant pain. Yeah, that, that Dragon Quest, you but know. But we saw a picture of him at an editor's party. Clearly that means he's okay. Yeah, no, like... Guys, he, he hates his fans. He doesn't even like Hunter Hunter. Work and relaxation are the same thing. That's a joke, and nobody take that out of context. I can't believe no, I have to internet. say this. It's the internet, Colton. Everything's out of context. Everything. God, I hate But yeah, internet. I mean... Sleepy Princess gets an anime. It'll be a pretty memeable series, I would say. I can see that, yeah. Yeah, no, There's I can so see that. There's so much stuff you can just nab out of context that works really well for like little image macros. Like that's, like... Yeah. <laughs> I actually did that twice. Like, there was the one where she's wearing the, no gla- the sunglasses and his English is saying no good. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> yeah. she's like flicking her finger, like, like, you know, she's like wagging her finger, like, no good. And it's written in English and she just looks so like. I forget what the chapter was about, but. And then there was one where it's like. Three of the monsters, the, the cleric, like the wolf dude and the demon king, they're all looking at something in like utter shock. They're like reading some book and their eyes are all wide open. <laughs> I've done that a couple of times to try to get people to read this series. <laughs> and I, and that was before it got licensed. So I'm so happy that it did. Cause like it's, it's, it's such a good series to pick up. I, I feel like it, it's kind of like a good compromise of, you know, Hey, this is something that's really, it is actually very funny. And, you know, very good looking and has a really good premise. And it's from Sunday. So I'm really hoping that this will convince Viz that Sunday does have a market out here. <laughs> so please, please pick up more stuff. Uh, please, we need at least one. I would Fuji. literally, I would literally give like both arms to read Subote in English. Uh, I would really love to know how the, uh, how the Black Museum volumes that Kadantra have released, uh, which is one of Fujita's other occasional series. Uh, I, I would really love to know how they've done to see whether it would actually make sense to give Sobate a go for Viz. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know how Fujita does it. He's a madman. Like, I've never, I've never picked up a chapter of Sobate and be like, "What the fuck? That looks amazing." <laughs> and he uses double page spreads so liber- liberally, like. I remember one chapter was just like four p- double page spreads <laughs> and it's just, and they all look great. I'm not saying this disparage him at all. They all look amazing. And, and he's so old school that it's like, I like, I, I just don't see him ever being able. I, I, and I don't hope he doesn't. I just don't see him ever like being like, let me try something more contemporary. No, Fujita, he's in the eighties, nineties and he lives there and he's built a house there and he's, very happy there. <laughs> it's great. He's like a he's like a slightly more modern uh, Hiroshi Motomiya, the guy who did Silent Man Kintaro and Otoko Ipiki Gakidaisho, uh, like literally like the first big jump series. Uh, just someone who went. I've got my own style. I'm going to use this forever, no matter what happens with. Trends. Yeah, no he he doesn't he doesn't give a shit. He's like, this is my art style. You either like it or love it, and 
You've started reading a Karakuri Circus on Twitter, haven't you? Yes, yes. Uh, Amaz- yeah, and like, and the art style—it's not massively different. It's just become a bit more refined over time. Yeah, he just—he just gets better with age, and like, he's not—it's not even. I mean, and Fujita's not a young man either, so it's like I, 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 you know, I. I I, I I really feel bad sleeping on him because like I didn't really know about him until Ushio Totora got the anime and I checked that out and I loved it. <laughs> so then I was like, okay, I'm gonna give Sobote a try, and immediately I love Sobote. Like he leaned really hard into the yokai and like he loves yokai, he loves horror, and it, and it all shows. Like all of his series have uh, some elements of those in them. I mean, Kamakuri doesn't so far. I've only kind of gotten through half of Volume One, and and my lord, you're all gonna have to stop me from buying the whole thing and going bankrupt before <laughs> Anime Expo <laughs> because I. Yeah, yes. And someone who's like on the fence about starting like Zeto Karen children, which is also like fifty volumes. God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, that the uh, and they've been on the final art for like six years. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, you can about how long Gintama's final arc is going. Uh, okay, listen, yeah, I, I'll Kelly. admit it. I have problems with Gintama's final arc being as long as it, but I look at Sentai Karen Children, and that's what helps me get to sleep at night. I'm like, well, at least it's not six years <laughs> long. Sentai Karen Children is a bleach of as well. Like, it's on its final arc, but it's literally just on a storyline that was, hey, what if one of them has to play uh, fucking player unknowns battlegrounds against someone? <laughs> Just keeps yeah, that's going. literally what the storyline is, <laughs> and and it's it's amazing. And it's and I mean it's I, at this point because it's probably because Takashi Shino is, is a veteran, so at this point they're just letting him do whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> I mean, like, and he, he and then the series went on hiatus for like six months in the middle, so it was on the final volume. Then it's now on the final final final. So on the I mean final arc, and now it's on the final final arc. So it's kind of doing a Sorachi. <laughs> so so yeah, and and I have to apologize to Colton because now it's gone from. So we might as well call it CP Princess and the Chronicles this of is Sunday. The same of Sunday Part Two. This is our follow-up to last year's episode. Just like. Literally, release the episode and just call it, like, Bomber and Max take over the podcast. The yeah, this is suffer. a filing for your podcast on uh, Shogakukan or Sunday that you and Bomber are Where Sid, V-Lord, and Colton are the princesses and we're the demon lords. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> what is this our plan? We've, like, we've tricked you. We've gone, oh, yeah, no, we'll talk to you about Sleepy Princess. And now we want to sell you on every <laughs> other Sunday series. Max, you stole our podcast again. Hey, if I and I can imagine next time you guys decide to have us on, well, we should think twice about that. <laughs> because it's just Let's see, be do, another... do, we have, do we have four or five hours? I, I don't think I have anything to do today. Hey, oh, we knew yeah, what yeah. we were expecting. <laughs> Considering last week we went four hours on assassination class. I was literally <laughs> walking in you guys, like, when you guys were recording, I'm just like, the heck are you doing still upset <laughs> yeah yeah no and I we, was... we can't we can't humanly go that far with it but the thing is right is sunday's really interesting like 95 percent of the series that run in it are incredibly good and the other one is you are double oh eight and i hate it <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that, that's why i have a kenichi guy right yeah, it's funny. Uh, oh, Shun, yeah. Shun Matsuena. Shun, I, yeah, yeah, I've never been more confused by a creator because, like, the core ideas sound their art is incredibly polished, but they don't seem to know how to 
make a, a comic book, like a thing that goes from one image to the other. <laughs> because, like, characters change places. They're facing the wrong direction in one panel. Then it flips around and they're facing the other way. It's... It, for, for a creator to be so hugely successful, but to not know how to go from one panel to another, it's it's both amazing and the most frustrating thing I've ever experienced. Also, because it's doing quite well. <laughs> Just little I've seen of that manga too, like the anatomy looks like very weird at times. Yeah, just the, the dude can't draw women. Not just that, <laughs> if they're wearing a top, they have a fully the woman has a fully shaded nipple on top of their shirt. Wait, what? It's just there. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a mate it's a mate. Listen, I'm I'm not someone who gets really, you know, skeevy about things or offended about things. I'm pretty open about stuff. I don't cover 008 because I'm uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable <laughs> to look at it. So sometimes, like, like when it gets a color page, I'm like, because, you know, when I do the blog, if something gets a color page or something is ending, I try to cover it. So I always dread it when 008 gets a color page because I'm like, I, 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 I hate my own rules because I'm like, I could avoid it. But then if something else gets a cover page that I don't read and I cover that, then it's like, ah, oh, well, now he's being particular. And the whole point about the blog is not to be particular. So I, I just, I, the series makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> you have to hope that the chapter like features the rabbit guy a lot. Cause at least with that, you can look and go and say like, that guy is really interesting. Yeah, I, cool lo- I love the rabbit dude. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. So, so basically the rabbit guy, he's just like, he, he's decked out in a suit, but he has a huge bunny head. And he talks like this. He has like a very musical way of talking. And it's great. I love him. Like Matsueno is great at making these like over the top characters, which is probably what made Kenichi so much fun when he wasn't, you know, TNA. <laughs> and, you know, I, I loved Kenichi's like over the top characters and everything. And he does it again with zero double oh eight, but it's just everything else. It makes me so comfortable to read it. like <laughs> I, I'm I'm not even outraged by the things that because like I mean one of my favorite comics I read every fortnight is literally called Adultery Restaurant and is about a businessman eating nice food and having sex with a married woman. Like I'm 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 the very definition of not approved. But the thing that bothers me about all the fan service is that it's not very good. But people really like it, and I can't. I feel like it's the most I can say that I. There's a lot of stuff with Japanese comic trends I don't understand. There's nothing I understand less than how much people like this particular person's fan service. Yeah, I think that's a subject we need to explore at a later time. Yeah, I'm sorry, I just I had to make the aside there just to dunk on it while we were here. But like but seriously, like Sunday is really interesting. I think that's why we keep getting sidetracked talking about CP Princess. It's like I feel like it's the gateway to, to something greater. Not that CP Princess isn't like one of the best Sunday series out right now and it's great that's coming out from Viz. But it, it feels like if enough people understand that that's good, that like latch onto that series, there's, there's so much more that can follow it that could really, I think, open people's eyes to, to the good word of Sunday. Yeah, because I, cause, I mean, I love Detective Conan, but I hate that that's all people know from it. <laughs> that's the whole reason why I, spay, I spend three, four hours a week on this stupid magazine, because <laughs> I want people to know that there are other things than Conan in it, which, I mean... You had to know Conan was going to come up in the discussion about Sunday, but oh, yeah. I'm we, we just done real well at not talking about Conan a lot. Actually, I mean, just I, I, I love I, I like Conan, but 
I, I just wish other people would know that there are other things in the magazine, which to admit to Viz that the fact that they're still sticking with it, which, I, which is probably by no means a Herculean effort by the fans, because that has to be a lot of, that has to be something that's a lot of, um, because there's no end in sight. Like, yeah, <laughs> there's no. releases four volumes a year. And so we've still got like five years left at least in the, in Japan. For yeah, that they gotta move support base in the U.S. for them to still be doing four volumes a year. Otherwise, they'd be reducing it down to like two a year, like Hayate the Combat. Oh God, Hayate! <laughs> it gets the same amount of volumes a year that that something Golden Kamoi gets, right? Like, yeah, yeah that, four that's a sign regular. of faith in it. Regularly release series, uh, a new volume every three months or so. So you know, that's a regular release schedule. And like they, and they clearly, they clearly believe in sticking with Sunday titles. Like for better or worse, they they published all of its Waribito. I don't know how long it took them. They did the whole damn thing. I don't think anyone was really reading Waribito in the first place. <laughs> I cannot name a single person who has read that comic, but they really went with it. And I mean, I I want to grab it someday, like because it yeah, looks me too, really actually. neat. And I. And, like, the only Sunday series I think I can say I've really read from beginning to end in English is Ma, which I love, but I might, I'm aware I'm in the minority. Yeah, Mar was weird, but I, I won't go into that, because, yeah, I could talk about Nobuyuki Anzai and how weird his whole situation was for a I could talk, I could take up a whole podcast about that, because I did a, I mean, back when I was waiting for Weki Plus to come back, I was reading about all of the Sunday artists, because I was just, like... I wanted Fukuchi back bad, so I just took anybody else I could get in the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> so I read about him and his whole situation. I could give you a whole podcast on his whole situation. That should be in the works. <laughs> Flame of Rekka retrospective. Yeah, Flame of well, Nobuyuki Anzai podcast. Yeah. We can talk about both Flame of Rekka and Mir. I mean, listeners at home, if if you want there to be an episode purely about like. A wrecker and Ma and anything in between, like just really dig into Anzai's history. But please let Sid and Colton know because God knows I'd I'd love an excuse to talk about ju- just Ma and Wrecker, which are like really good. Yeah, they're they're amazing manga. Yeah, if you have any recommendations for Shonen Sunday series for us to read that you want to see us cover on the show, heck, in general, if you just want us to keep doing more follow-up podcasts on the state of Shonen Sunday, definitely let us know and send old just shout us out and tell us what you want us to see, because we're always interested in talking about more Shonen Sunday stuff, and yeah. So. Yeah, and so we don't end up taking a show about a series and talking about the rest of the magazine <laughs> instead. <laughs> so, I mean, because, like, you know, I, I, I do actually feel serious. I actually do feel terrible <laughs> that we probably <laughs> spent maybe a half hour, hour talking about Sleepy Princess. <laughs> and, it, and it's not that we're not talking about it just like max said it's not that we're not talking about because it it's not a very good manga it's one of the best in sunday right there's now. too much to talk about exactly right <laughs> uh to, to talk directly to the listeners for a second because i have to do this as well if you want to make the manga man for its cover a sunday manga 
everyone, please contact them and ask them to cover Hide and Closer because it's really hard to get a hold of that series and they will suffer to try and do it. Okay, we know Annalisa. Annalisa, let her the series. Maybe she can hook us up. She'll, she'll give us the secret hookup. Yeah. <laughs> she just got like her back of a van filled with Hide and Closer. And you know, the funny thing about that is that is the one series I used to translate. Listen, I'm not going to hide my past. I used to translate Hide and Closer. It was the one series... Besides getting Tom, they got picked up while I was working on it. Hide and Closer. I don't even know what made me decide to get that. I guess the artwork just looked really cool. Yeah, it just looked like it, the artwork looked really cool. So I just picked it up as a translation. I think I got like through the first three volumes and Viz got to it and I dropped it. And, and the funny thing about it is a lot of people gave me shit for it. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> I, I don't know if that translated to people buying it, but a lot of people gave me shit like about how could you drop hide and closer? I was like, it got licensed. I'm not in the business of doing licensed series. And they gave me a lot of shit for it. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> d- I, I, oh man, like if, if, we're, if we're talking past Sunday credentials, like I, I really like what you did with something that actually got licensed and people cared about. Cause I did like, the first few chapters of a gang series called uh, called Yao Yoro that was about uh, technology and just any everyday household items anthropomorphized as small cute girls. So like you had a girl who had a hula hoop a CD to play music and stuff, or one who was like a a spice packet for a broth that had to like tear off her head to pour it in. Okay, I remember so, the like, series. I, now. I feel like I feel like you did better than me. <laughs> yeah, I I remember the series now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it it was. Bizarre as heck, but I have a soft, sp- I have a nice soft space for it in my heart. But it's only available physically and from like used sellers, so I will never own a copy of it. it I, there was another one like that, that Fujisara Toru from GTO, where he had really. It was something where it was like drinks and food as women. Oh, it ran yeah, in I Sunday. It ran. It ran in Sunday for a while. Something like yeah. that. Something like that. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, that was way before my time reading Sunday, and so I only caught glimpses of it here or there. But yeah, I remember he. That was a thing in Sunday too. Sunday's always been running weird, kind of offbeat stuff. <laughs> so, and I don't know if that's been helpful for them to them or harmful. <laughs> but uh, it, it's always been like they've always been this weird magazine. Like, like you could go to Jump and you know you're gonna get action series you go to magazine you're gonna get sports and rom-coms you go to sunday it's like uh uh, 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 i mean it's only when ichihara which i'm gonna have to look up his name because i'm pretty sure i'm getting it wrong it's only when ichihara came in that he was like okay i see we got a lot of girls here why not make it to heroine magazine oh okay yeah yeah we could do that (laughs) okay and even if that's like that's not a hundred percent solid identity like like switch is is about twins where one of them's dead (laughs) it's a basketball it's a basketball manga and like i remember for the longest time i was trying i was trying to figure out is it is it gonna be about both of them or is he gonna lead into the sports identity and then he lead into the sports identity i was like ah okay i mean it's a sports manga that made you cover it by doing things that weren't about sports so you know points to it there (laughs) yeah no i i yeah, everybody know everybody on Twitter knows I'm not a sports person. So I and when the sports series it's when they're doing things in between the sports that I get interested. Like I remember Major Second, I covered that for like four weeks because it was in the middle, like after a game and the main character 
like one of the main characters, I don't even remember the kid's name, but it looked like he wasn't... Keep, gonna- keeping in mind, knowing what that twist is, and that the anime's still rolling, I will say, let's not tell them precisely who it was and what happened. Okay, I don't know the kid's name, but he it looked like he wouldn't be able to play, and I and I was covering that because I liked the drama of that, and then when they went back to baseball, I was gone again. <laughs> but- and, and now it has been nothing but baseball for almost a year, like since I picked it up, it's just been game after game. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of like what B Blues, a soccer monger, was doing. A soccer monger was doing for a while, and then it kind of relaxed, and now it looks like they're they're doing like a super important game. I I was able to pick that much up because it looks like like the game that they're doing now is against one of the characters' rivals from an old school, so it's like a big deal. <laughs> so I promise we'll move away from this and go to the wrap up, but it can't be said enough that before it went into this big game, it paused for a second to do some basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no <laughs> and the weird thing about b blues is like it's one of the highest selling series of sunday and listen i get birdman to an extent i mean after the fiasco that was kikaishi's anime <laughs> but Bleed blues is doing so well so i don't get why it doesn't have an anime <laughs> like it sells gangbusters quite often I keep accidentally calling it bleep bloop <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 it's not even deliberate <laughs> I always like I always you know when I'm writing the table of contents I always almost write out the Japanese title for it and then because I usually write the Japanese titles for them but then the Japanese title is literally Aoni Nare which is B Blues <laughs> so <laughs> so I just like yeah I'm not going to rewrite the the title twice so I don't have any idea what the series is about other than it looks amazing and it always kills me I know I said this on Twitter once it always kills me on sports series I don't like them but they have such amazing art <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm telling you like it, it's true for all of I mean I Shield 21 was one of the most gorgeous yeah, Colton comics is, I can imagine Colton like, is always trying to sell this, this is my way of trying to engage <laughs> Colton before we try and wrap up <laughs> I Shield 21 is good muttering under his breath again just like no no i've been no no, no, i I, I know better this time (laughs) we're we're gonna get the snippets anyway um to to pull things back towards wrap up actually because because i've just thought of a good way to go and end this this entire podcast and i'm sure you'll all agree with me but first just gonna say like sleepy princess do we all think it's something worth people picking up Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. It's really funny, yeah. cute, and charming. If you love fantasy comedy series, series that play with the tropes of JRPGs, uh, definitely pick it up. It's a lot of fun. I mean, like e- even Colton with like your soft one. Do you, do you like your 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 middling opinion of it? I think would probably be the way of saying it. Because like you said yourself, you don't hate it. Like, do, do you think there's a chance people would get something out of it, giving it a go? Um, I would say if you're looking for something like you know, like like an easy read, just just something funny, like like a like a I hate calling it this, but like you know, like like a time waster, you know, like if you just need something to read, just something you think might be funny, um, you know, I I'd say it's good for that. Something nice to decompress on a lazy Sunday afternoon. Which is the magazine's namesake. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Even though it comes out Wednesdays. <laughs> like, when it came out, I literally, I, I read, like, a chapter or two a day. Like, I wasn't roaring through it. Because it, it does work as just a nice little sort of a uh, palate cleanser. Pr- pretty much, yeah. That, that That's what I was saying. That's what I was saying earlier was that, you know, it's it's something that you can, like, read a little bit of at a time. And not necessarily something you have to read a whole volume of in one sitting. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it. 
it, it's like you said, it's Garfield, and <laughs> and Cialis is Garfield, and I mean, <laughs> the the I demon just... cleric is John, <laughs> and the, uh, the the porcupine demon who uh, who only really exists have needles taken out of his back is Odie. Who's yeah, I mean, no, but then who's going to be lying? Normal, who's gonna be the character who's normal is the that. demon king. Uh, <laughs> I guess the lasagna would then be the beds. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, no, he's not, you're not wrong. It really is kind of like, if you were to say, hey, what's a manga similar to like a, uh, you know, a weekly strip, it would probably, I mean, not to get too off topic again, I mean, you could kind of even compare it to a, to a, yeah, 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 I, I agree, I agree. I, it is kind of like what, I wouldn't say exactly Garfield, of course we're joking, but it does kind of have that same vibe where it is just kind of like an in the moment type thing. You know, it, it's just like you read the chapter, you don't necessarily forget, you, you might chuckle about a joke a couple of hours later or a day later, like, ah, that was funny when you're thinking about it, but it's not the kind of thing, and I don't want to, I hate to say it like this, it's not the kind of thing you should go into. And I know it sounds like I'm telling people not to read it, but it's not the kind of thing you want to go into that you're going to leave a lasting impression on you. I don't think... It's, it's popcorn comics. If you want something funny, then I I would be comfortable with recommending yeah. Sleepy Princess. I, I, I think it's... I mean, for my opinion, I definitely think it's worth picking up. I mean, and not because I'm just a biased Sean the Sunday Schiller, <laughs> but I, I think it, it genuinely, I mean, the first volume, I guess, flipping through it, I could kind of understand Colton's point of view because it's not, unfortunately, it's not really representative of what the series is as a whole. I don't think like, I mean, and rarely first of all, first volumes rarely are really, I, I, it, it, Action yeah. series are a little bit better at selling you in the first volume because usually, you know, by the first, by the end of the first chapter, you know whether you're going to like this or not. <laughs> so, but with Sleepy Princess, it's kind of like, eh, you know, the first volume, it sets you, it sets everything up and everything, but it, it, I think the gags, like maybe with the way the weekly serialization format works, like the author, uh, Kumano Mata, probably was keeping kind of keeping it safe like okay i just want to set up the world just in case this doesn't work out because even you know aoyama gosho is like oh well i didn't expect conan to last more than a year <laughs> and, and you know a kind of funny anecdote about that was like he was actually gonna end it around the time the first movie came out but you know he went to vegas and really and just went you know and went crazy just with his buddies in Vegas, just like, ah, you know, Conan's going to end. I'm done. I can't think of any more ideas. Let's go get twisted. And he, and he and his buddies just go to Vegas and then he gets a call from Chicago Con. Yeah, we're making Conan a movie. And he's like, oh. And hmm. 20 years later. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> it. You know, 20 years later, he's still at it. So, I mean, I kind of get the, I, I kind of look at Sleepy Princess Volume 1 and I can, I can imagine Kumano Momata saying like, uh, you know, I'm I'm just gonna kind of throw ideas out there, and you know, see what happens. And then, as you know, as the series kind of gets a foothold, then it starts getting more adventurous. And I think then, you know, it it's definitely a series. You know, I hate seeing the three episode or three volume or three chapter rule, but I would say definitely stick into it. Like, give it the first two volumes or so before you give it really give it a okay. Especially since there are so many chapters for volume, so you're getting a lot of bang for your buck, and they and 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 since they're so short, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of like investment. Like if you 
Yeah, it's very quick. Like it, it, it's not there to really wear on your patience or whatever. It's, I, I mean, you said that you wouldn't sit through a full volume, but you could, and it would, and it goes very. Yeah, it's very. It, it goes very you quickly. Could. It does. It's not a thing where it's like, uh, another chapter. Let me slip through this one too. Like, no, it's a very, very quick read. Very again. Not something I would go into expecting like a lasting comedic thing like, okay, years later, I'm going to be still laughing at the how the princess ate those apple dudes. <laughs> you know, I'm not I, – I wouldn't look at it like that. But for something that's just like, okay, I can revisit this and it's still pretty funny, you know, the, the, the sense of humor that it has and I feel like Sunday series have is they – the jokes don't really get dated – you know, I feel like you could go back and read this series years later and it'd still be pretty funny. <laughs> so, I mean, or at least cute. And again, as I as I've said before, the artwork for anything for for a comedy series, the artwork is like breathtaking like when during the color pages and even some of the just black and like some of the compositions. I mean, they're very straightforward compositions because it is a comedy series. So the dialogue is really the star of the show more than the artwork but kumano mata doesn't settle for that and i like that a lot because i feel like a lot some gag series are just like yeah people are reading for the dialogue they're not really reading for you know the art so i don't really have to try too hard with the art but i feel like kumano mata is like no i mean if if i'm going to do this manga i'm going to do it right i'm going to make it look good and be funny (laughs) so Mm, but but yeah, I, I think I think overall, I, I feel comfortable recommending Sleepy Princess to people who just want a funny comic to read. If you're apprehensive, uh, buy it, buy it digitally. Try it that way because honestly, it Viz have their digital editions be a significant amount cheaper than their physical. Like I, I can't say that enough. It's a really good way of trying it. Also, if you're in the UK, buy it digitally because it's still not out in print in the UK. I can't complain because my stuff's mostly digital anyway, but man, it's a rough life. Yeah, it's, well, <laughs> I, I mean, Shogakukan's going to Shogakukan because that's how it is. In Sh- I mean, no, to be fair, they're getting better because like the most recent volume of Psych was, it came out the 18th physically and then the 22nd digitally. So eh, they're getting there. They're getting they're, they're, they're closing the gap in Japan. Uh, I, it's doomed never to change with Viz's releases because it, you know, they're not printing them in the UK. They have to all travel over, oh. so I, I just get to enjoy the way things are there. Uh, <laughs> but yes, before before we all lay down our heads and go to sleep, because <laughs> the, God, this was exhausting. Uh, I just have one last question for you all. I, I don't want to hear any other words from your mouth other than the answer. Going okay. like going around, however you choose. Name your favorite character. Alice, like her, just herself, like is uh, the most funniest, funny character. Just how. D- don't don't cheat. I I ask I ask just for the answer. You're you're cheating, God. said. <laughs> you're, you're giving reason. I don't want the reason. I just want I just want the words. Maxi taking on, charge. Oh um, oh oh the, oh oh no, that's not the right answer. Um, <laughs> I just I want it without context. I just want the name of whoever you like the most. Oh, that's that's actually really tough. Um, great Red Siberian. V-Lord. Um, I don't know, I guess Cialis? Okay, that's two for Cialis, one for Great Siberian. Bomber. 
I will have to go with Su- uh, I, I'm going to cheat. I'm sorry, but I like both the Demon Cleric and Sulalis. <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah, those those are my two. I, if I, I had I to be forced to choose one, if I had to be forced to choose one, though, Demon Cleric, just because of stuff that happens later, you don't really get to see him shine in Volume mm. One. Oh, okay, Matt, Maxie, what's your answer? Demon Cleric, which means technically because Bomber cheated and snuck in too, Sialis does win. <laughs> but now we've all learned something about each other. And without the context, we can all make silent judgments about what this means. Holden's <laughs> <Golden laughs> a furry. <laughs> hey, look, uh, you, you, you cursed me, point, Sid. At this point, if you, if you haven't been asked if you're a furry by someone on Twitter, like, you're not living life, because that seems to be all that happens to me most days. First you make Colton the journal mascot, now you're outing as a furry. God sake. Uh, I mean... <laughs> I don't, this I don't like this... I, I don't like this narrative that the, that the Manga Mavericks podcast is trying to propagate. <laughs> I, I also I have to throw this out here. Um, th- there's nothing wrong with being a furry. This is not to downplay. Fur- furries are rad. Some of the coolest people I interact with are furries. But it's fun to propagate rumors about your friends to make their lives more difficult. That's not true. What am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay because they're your friends. Your friends can do that to other friends. You can't do that to strangers. That's just not cool. Yeah, no, you if should. there's one thing Sleepy Princess has taught me, it's that you should absolutely abuse the limits of your friendships. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's going to be about it for the show. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. No matter how discombobulated it could be at times, uh, again, I still had fun with this discussion. It was a lot of fun just kind of listening to both Bomber and Maxi just kind of go on about Shonen Sunday as somebody who is not super familiar with the magazine and a lot of its titles. Hopefully I could fix that one day. Um, so yeah, I guess I should just start uh, plugging their stuff. Uh, yeah, so very, very special thanks to both Maxi and Bomber for coming on the show. And uh, I guess first you can uh, follow Maxi Bernard on Twitter at Maxi the B. Uh, Maxi is not only a very good friend of the show, but he is also the host of Friendship Effort Victory, a uh, sort of Shonen Jump podcast uh, that is sort of on and off. Um, it's uh, both a podcast and a blog, so you can visit his website at Friendship Effort Victory. Uh, dot wordpress.com i believe um so yeah please go listen to maxi's podcast and uh go uh go go check out his website uh it's primarily shonen jump stuff but uh i know every once in a while he just likes to review you know comics and manga that he likes so it's not all shonen jump stuff all the time and then i guess you should follow uh bomber as well seeing as how he is kind of the sunday guy even though he uh, said the opposite of such on the show, but you know he is—he is a big fan of Shonen Sunday and uh, most of the lineup, or um, most of its series, I guess I should say. And you could tell because uh, he has his own blog dedicated to talking about uh, every issue of Shonen Sunday every week. And uh, yeah, you should really go visit that at wsstalkback.blogspot.com. Uh, so you know if you're looking for some Shonen Sunday coverage. Um, I, I, I'm going to assume there's not really a lot of it online, but, uh, again, Bomber has you covered, so please go visit his blog if you want to see somebody talk about Shonen Sunday, and you want to hear about some series that aren't just Detective Conan or Silver Spoon. Um, so yeah, please go follow his blog, uh, and, uh, again, follow him on Twitter as well. And then I guess you could follow, uh, Sid and V-Lord as well on Twitter. Uh, you could follow V-Lord at V-Lord GTZ. 
Uh, I know he's a huge fan of Detective Conan and JoJo and whatnot. And, you know, go go say hi to him on Twitter. You know, he, he doesn't have a whole ton of stuff except Drowning in Manga that I totally almost didn't forget. <laughs> I'm just, I'm so used to V-Lord not having too many other things to plug. But, uh, yeah, we haven't really talked about it on the show much. But uh, he does do a manga podcast for All Comic as well called Drowning in Manga, which you can find at all-comic.com. And uh, you can also follow them on Twitter as well at Drowning in Manga. Uh, so yeah, I believe they tried to record and release an episode every week, every two weeks. I I forget off the top of my head, but uh, definitely go subscribe to their podcast. I'm sure it's up on Apple Podcasts and iTunes and whatnot. Um, and go listen to uh, him and Allison talk about uh, actually some other Sunday titles as well. I, I forget off the top of my head what they cover. I, I think they covered the Conan spinoff with uh, Amuro and... Uh, uh, I think they talk about uh, uh, Evans at some point, and uh, I, f- I feel really bad. I don't listen to the show as much as I should, so I'm not, I'm not super familiar with what all they cover. But I know they primarily cover like Shonen Sunday and Weekly Shonen Magazine uh, type manga. You know, just stuff that people don't really talk about as much, which I think is very much appreciated by a lot of people. And anyway, yeah, go follow Sid as well at Lum Ramayasha on Twitter. Uh, I know he has a profile on Annie List. Uh, you can uh, f- you can also find him on the Animation Revelation forums and wherever there's a Lum Ramayasha. I know he has his uh, uh, he has hats on a lot of racks. Uh, that's a weird metaphor, but whatever. Um, and I guess as for me, you could follow me. That's uh, Colton. Uh, I was a part of the episode too. Uh, at SniperKing323 on Twitter, I have a whole lot of manga threads that you can follow. I'm, I talk about things such as Toriko and, uh, uh, Bakuman hopefully soon. Um, and all that other stuff. Um, I have a pinned tweet with all my threads and whatnot. You can just go from there. Um, and, you know, I do other podcasts such as Life Lessons, the Gintama Manga Cast, and, uh, one podcast prevails. Uh, you can find Life Lessons at gintolifelessons.wordpress.com, as well as One Podcast Prevails. That is a that is a Detective Conan slash Case Close podcast that I record with uh, Mike from the Ass Backwards Anime Podcast, or Doctor, as he would probably be preferred to call. Uh, that's at uh, onepodcastprevails.com. So please go listen to both those shows. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's about it for all everyone else's plugs. And now to plug the actual Manga Mavericks podcast. So many plugs. Um, I promise I'm almost done. Uh, you can follow the podcast over at all-comic.com. Uh, that's where we post every episode of the podcast first. Uh, and you can also follow All Comic over on Facebook.com slash All.Comic or on Twitter.com slash AllComic underscore. Uh, but if you want to follow Manga Mavericks specifically, you want to follow us on Twitter at Manga underscore Mavericks. That's where we post the latest updates on the podcast, such as, you know, how editing's going, what we're going to be talking about, uh, when the next episode will be out, everything, uh, everything like that. Uh, you can also follow us on mangamavericks.tumblr.com, as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel slash at youtube.com slash mangamavericks. Um, email us anything about uh, what are what are you reading right now? Um, what what Shonen Sunday titles do you want to see us cover on the show? Um, send us your suggestions, feedback, whatever you want to talk to us about over in an email at mavericks at gmail.com. But the most important thing, guys, is that you subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, the artist formerly known as iTunes. Uh, definitely go do that. It helps the visibility of our show and uh, just help us get our content 
just helps us get our content out there a, a little better. Um, but I think that's finally about it for all the plugs. We had way too many people on this episode. Um, so, yeah, uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And um, I don't even know what we're doing next episode. Uh, maybe we'll talk about AX stuff. I'm not really sure at the moment. Um, but, uh, yeah, this has been episode 53 of the podcast. And we will see you guys next time for episode 54. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.